0: Some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. Patriots Unfiltered. Did the Patriots have... Practice. I mean, did they on practice the Memorial on day? Monday? Mm-hmm. I was just wondering.
2: How'd you guys do yesterday? You got some drinking in? Good. We're going to run
3: sprints now for the first 20
2: minutes of
4: practice. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I was in a three-point uh, contest at, in the garden. Cedric Maxwell called me downtown Freddie Brown that day. Do I have cable? Yeah. Oh, I've got everything. I didn't cut the cord. I added <laughs> cords. Best detective pairing. You're, Definitely
5: oh. Olivia and Stapler. Olivia and wow. Stapler. Oh, SVU. oh, that's an
3: S, The SUV. Mm. SVU. I, I'm talking about the original. <laughs> Another crime with an SUV. Well, you're giving it away by so. watching all
1: these
5: CBS <laughs> shows. Well,
1: the Chicago's are, are NBC.
5: And by the way, the Chicago's are on NBC.
1: Okay. I, 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 just I, I corrected that. all on that. He home just home. said for that. For us. When yeah. I eat wings at
3: home, after oh. i done, I just put my hand out. And my dog cleans my fingers. Oh my for god! You <laughs> fat bastard! You can't even get up and wash your own hands. Not immediately. Really? Wow, awesome. I can't
5: believe what my ears
3: are hearing. You're hearing it. You're hearing it. Uh, you know, when it's working, it was so hard to stop for a defense. I, I'll just talk to myself. No one's even listening. This is Patriots Unfiltered, fueled by Duncan.
6: Patriots
3: Unfiltered. All right, welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. It's Thursday here at Gillette Stadium. Back to our regularly scheduled programming. At our regularly scheduled time regularly, regularly,
2: <laughs> but we're going to be back off at next week for the for the live shows. Yeah,
3: next week is a big week. We got the uh, mandatory mini camps. So on Tuesday and Thursday, oh, we'll have this day
1: one of the College World Series. Now you guys are going to have yeah. to do the show. We'll, without We'll me. have
3: live uh, shows I from live from softball. practice, high above practice, and uh, video. Yeah. So we'll announce the times as soon as we find out when it is, but. Tuesday and Thursday, live shows from practice.
2: So Thursday, you get a twofer, because Wednesday, we're watching it, not having a show. And right. then we'll come in Thursday, we'll be watching it, we'll be telling you what happened yesterday, what right. happened today. Right. Although Paul today had, I think, the quintessential quote about minicamp. Paul? Can you can you can you share this with the group, please? Minicamp. I loved it. <laughs> mini camp is just
1: OTAs that they have to go to. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I love that. Well, oh, yeah. Well, you build it up. Like, mini camp. Here we go. minicamp. Aren't isn't like, eh. is training
1: camp mini camp that they have to go to? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's all.
3: No, well, they got passed. But it's all training <laughs> camp. that have pads on. They play football. Obviously. I know, <laughs> but it's all a a a, yeah. a step in the process. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they, for sure. They I mean, on it. kind it.
2: of it's it's the sh- highlight of other than the draft and and you know the free agent open a free agency the draft. I think it's most, kind of the most
1: casual rate. football fans think that minicamp is different than OTAs. Like, it's a higher level. Right, right. That's, that's the only point that I was yeah. making. The only difference, really, between the two is it's mandatory. Yeah. You have to be there or you get fined.
2: I wonder how much, like, the OTA stuff feeds into what they do at minicamp, though. You know, I mean, I know to us it looks like kind of the same. But for them, trying to install things. Oh, so that's, you know, is that's, that's, yeah, that's is like that's like a, all like a step they, in the They, spin they stack up. them up. Right. Yeah. yeah. But is Stacking this like a, uh, all right. We've had OTAs since whatever it's been. They've been here since mid-April. Now are we starting to really? We've got everything in. Let's really—is it like a review, perhaps? No, but listen, you know, I'm or is telling it like you, an intense. All right, now we're really installing I'm, stuff.
3: I don't know how it is on other teams, but I'm telling you, on this team, if you miss OTAs, you fall behind. Yeah, because they don't wait for you. They, there's not a lot of I think reviewing. Mm-hmm. I think that
1: once they get to minicamp, they're building on what
3: they just did the last. That's two or correct. Two. There's, know? there's
1: no question that you can't just miss all the time and feel like you didn't miss any. Like, they're not going to start over right. when you get there. right? That's, yeah. No question. That's why
2: i talking to Paul this morning just about, you know, we haven't seen Chasen Hines or Andrew Stuber, two rookies. It's just that that, that pings the radar a That's little not bit. That's good of for them. Guys getting behind. I was asking Paul if it's still related to when they graduate. But I checked Michigan's graduation. That was in April. So I don't think that that has anything to do with it. Right. At least you get a sense next week would it be a mandatory of our guys injured or you know was there some kind of holdout situation going on or you know was it just something
3: but you you know know, regardless of why they're not here and it could be for a good reason they fall behind yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. well
2: and i saw too um you know pat's pulpit they went through all the patriots.com pictures and uh and they noticed like godshaw was back at practice yesterday you know they were doing the detective sleuthing so God, do I hate that. Just an example, you know, guys come and go just because guys weren't there. The day that we were there doesn't mean that, hey, they might be here tomorrow. They might have been here yesterday. It's not, uh, you know, although, you know, still no pictures of Isaiah Wynn, which I think has really become a bigger story now. Everybody seems to kind of be – I mean, we talked about it yesterday, but it does seem like something.
5: I think just a lot of them took off until June. I mean, Kyler Murray was, like, not at – the Cardinals practice e- like first OTA practices either, but then he popped up yesterday, June 1st. So I feel like some people just wanted off until June for yeah. whatever reason. He got
2: other stuff too, like family graduations, yeah. weddings. Well, I, I think there's it's probably it's the a case, stuff it's done. probably
5: a case by case basis for yeah. a
1: lot of different guys. And, uh, you know, Adrian Phillips had talked about being home to help, you know, with yep. his, with his son. Um, it, you know, Kyler Murray is clearly a contract, you know, situation. Yeah. So, I don't know if any of these guys are contractual. If someone's didn't, looking for um, more money. Judon have whoever? a baby
5: too, like later. Like not well, he didn't have a baby. His <laughs> wife had a baby, um, Thank you. I know later <laughs> 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 later, like it, towards the end of the season, right? I think
3: I believe so. Yeah. I don't
2: know. So, I can't I keep mean, track of everybody that, who's had babies.
5: I know. Between Hunter Henry, Judon, Adrian Phillips. <laughs> babies everywhere. Um But yeah, that's it. yeah and that's the stuff where
1: you know during the season. I mean you do what you see your kid like barely
2: at all. Yeah. Like, well, so that's this my is whole thing. If you're
1: deciding, it. like, I'm not going to OTAs, they're voluntary, I have no problem with that. Mm-hmm. I just, like, I think it's weird, like, I'm not going to OTAs because my wife just had a baby. Like, okay, well, do you want to go to, would you normally go to OTAs? Like, in other words, if you just think, I don't need, like, like Brady had just decided at some point, I don't need this anymore. Yeah. I don't need to be on my feet all spring. You know, there's a better way for me to train. I, that's up to you. You know, whatever. I just think it's weird, like, how they pick and choose from year to year different. You know, John o Smith last year couldn't be here because his wife had a baby. Like, the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> but now this year he's here. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I just think it's funny how... To yeah. each his own. They're all individual decisions that they make in their own best interest. That in, I you know, just whatever. But,
3: but they do so. But on they this do. team at yeah. their own peril because, yeah. like I said, well say, they do so
1: on any team at their own peril. F- you sure. fall behind. Like sure. you, you, don't think that they're not installing the playbook and every, I, everybody else's OTA. I
3: don't want to speak for any other team. <laughs> well, I will. <laughs> okay, I, I'm just. <laughs> they, they all have plays. Talk about the guys that yeah.
2: are here. Uh, but I'd love to know if if it's generally guys are either all in on OTAs or all out, or they're guys that. Come for a few days, or I am not going to be able yeah. to be here next week, but I'm I'll be here the next week. And you're kind of in and out getting a flavor for it, but not maybe, you know. And obviously, we have such specific days that we're there, and it's like the yeah. guys that aren't there on those two specific days are the ones. Right,
1: that and that's why, like I said, like on on Tuesday when we were out there, we didn't see a certain amount of people. That doesn't mean on Wednesday the same guys. It doesn't mean last week when we were there on Monday the next day was different too. And you never know who's hurt. That's the other thing about yeah. this time of year. No one, you know, like David Andrews was out there. He's coming off a of shoulder surgery and really wasn't involved much last week. And then this week he was. Yeah. So I don't know, like, you know, various stages of rehab, as Bill likes to say all the time during training camp. It's
2: been yeah. weird groups, too, that have been, like, present for stretching. And then I mean, I you know this last practice was weird with the
5: with calisthenics.
2: The conditioning. Calisthenics. <laughs> <laughs> the conditioning. Um, but random guys that, you know, were kind of on the lower field and then up in the upper field. So, I mean, I think we'll get a little bit of better sense. Uh, of that next week too, of of who are kind of the guys still getting over surgeries, recoveries, that kind of thing. Because even guys who have been out there like last year, like Bledsoe, McGrone, they were kind of out and participating a little bit early on, and then training camp comes and they're nowhere to be found.
3: Right. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Um, just a really, really big aside. Women's softball. Awesome. Do you it's think amazing? It, do you think it's time to probably make the field a little big, bigger, move the mound a look back a little bit more? To increase the offense? Oh, not enough offense these days in I don't softball? think so. No, I, I, don't, I don't think know.
2: so. I don't have enough sample size. I mean, some read.
3: of
1: these pitchers are just overwhelming. Yeah, but there's more offense than you think. Really? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I I've always
1: been a big fan of softball.
3: Oh, I think um, it's great, but I just I'd like to make the field
1: a little bigger. You yeah. just I, I like watching because the games are over in like an hour.
5: <laughs> I'm I'm with Paul on that. That's the reason, honestly, that I like softball more than baseball because. It's over so much quicker. There's a mercy rule. Like yep. I'm like, it's like, amen. <laughs> like I just cheers. I love like, the cheers. They've got all the kinds cheers in cheers cheers the dugout. On. Yes, I love it. Yeah, um. that's the
2: part that I don't. Like. <laughs> 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 so you don't like fun, Paul. Uh, well, I was Holliston. Always, we always seem to have a good softball pitcher. And like, if you have a good high school softball pitcher, it's like, right, you, yeah. you're unbeatable. Like mm-hmm. they just they pitch every game. They never give up any hits. Um, Liz Walker. I think she went to BC. Was but. she the news anchor at Channel
3: 4? No, no, no. no. But I mean, we're watching I UCLA right now, and the pitcher, she's probably like 6'2". She's, she's big. And, like, she's barely through her follow-through, and the ball's on top of the hitter. Like, you know, watch this. Boom. Boom. You That's know? That's quick. That's, That's hard word. to hit. They can't,
1: they can't see, Fred.
3: What are they, like, 45? What's the mount? 45 <laughs> 60. feet?
1: It's 60? No. Yeah, in softball? Yeah, in softball, it's 45, uh, right? Is it 40? No, is it Little League distance? Forty-six feet. I yeah, don't know. You might be right. I don't know.
3: But I would say move it back the five is, feet. The bases are six and feet. and 43? forty-three. And then I make the base pass longer. Just
1: you know. Yeah, softball's a little closer than little league. Yeah. The mound. Sometimes too, you get the, like the running hit. Oh, I you hate know, those. Yeah, so that, that kind of like the they slap run into it, slap it or
2: something. It's called. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's. Um. I mean, I, I don't know. I think it's a. It's a different kind of game. I wouldn't want to watch it like every single day, but I do generally watch the. The NCAA is when they come around. And like Tamara said, you can watch a game in like an hour, hour and a half, yeah. and yeah. Mm-hmm. you don't feel like you lost your day.
3: Right. Bidard. Yeah. Bidard anyway, sorry about too. that. Yeah, I don't, I
1: don't need to be tweeting
3: about it.
5: Don't <laughs> apologize for supporting women's sports. <laughs> no, I, uh, no uh, but
3: people that tuned in to talk about football, but <laughs> like, why is he talking about softball? Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, nice catch. Women's not matter too.
3: No, I, I, they would say that if we talked about mm-hmm. the Celtics. Yeah. It okay. doesn't matter.
2: Yeah. I always pull for Wisconsin <laughs> in softball because we mm. – Met some of their players oh when God. I was in L.A. Oh <laughs> had a fun night with the Wisconsin softball team. <laughs> Here's where we get to learn about the lured women of Deuce's past. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking fun. of Celtics, big night tonight, game big one. Night. Game big night, big night, Fred. Oh, yeah.
2: just take your nap now. Yeah, 9, Nine o'clock, o'clock, tip mm. off. Mm.
3: Yeah.
2: That's like I can say I'm going to stay up and watch it. And I had everything I could on game seven just to stay up for that one, and that one went to like 11, I don't think I'll catch much. Of
5: Absolutely not.
2: much of these ones. No. Maybe a little bit early on, but also it's unfortunate.
5: I've, I think most of the NBA playoff games have been blowouts. Oh
2: like, yeah.
5: Most of them haven't been close games where you like want to stay up to watch the end. Right. It's like
1: it's been terrible. What? Like, throughout the it's playoffs. It's like
5: everyone – it's like you're up 25. I ha- I'm turning the channel. To yeah. Paul's yeah. point last, last show yesterday, like, I want to be able to flip through. Like, if this if it's a 25-point <laughs> game, like, why am I yeah, watching this? Yeah, it's a good
1: thing they're not yeah. streaming.
5: I <laughs> <laughs> never get back to
2: it. I
1: would never be able to see well, it. Well, that was the only reason I stuck around for Game 7 because they started to
5: close mm-hmm. the lead.
2: And it yeah, like Game it 6, six and Game
1: 7 it. were close. But throughout the playoffs, not just in the Eastern Conference, in the Western Conference, has yep. been the same. Exactly. I mean, Game 7 blowouts, like – Dallas and Phoenix, the game was like thirty points at the half. There's no sense even watching a game exactly. seven. Yeah. Exactly.
3: And I was thinking about like like you said, you know, when, when a team gets up twenty five points in basketball and a lot of times teams do come back from that. Mm-hmm. It's not unusual. Yeah. Um but what's like it's not as exciting when a team like in football falls behind in the comeback and the things that had to happen yeah. for them to come back. You know,
7: such key t- it's, it's turning, turning like, points It's a okay, methodical
3: in basketball. I'll, I'll I'll tune in. I'll I'll check in in a half hour from now and see what happened. And if they had come back, I don't feel like I missed a lot. No, you know, yeah, yeah.
2: And like they, they slowly chip away at it too. It's kind of yeah. a gradual thing. Whereas, like say the twenty-eight to three comeback, you know, you had such key moments like the Hightower sack and you mm-hmm. know, big big plays that just shifted things and you could feel a
1: turn. But basketball, I don't know. Maybe I don't watch as much. I guess basketball. I'm an Some outlier. People, what? <laughs> If, if, I was, if that wasn't the Super Bowl, I would, not in, I would not have been, like, watching that as a neutral fan. Like, the Super Bowl is going to make you watch no matter what. Oh, no. But I'm if not. I'm watching, like, a game on Sunday and it's 28-3, I'm not watching that yeah. game anymore. Yeah, yeah. And then if I find out like, later it's close, I'll, oh, whoa, oh, they, they made a comeback. I'll put it on. No, but uh, just
8: like yeah, I do with basketball. I, I, uh, yeah. No, I
3: agree.
1: Like, people will tune out. But you miss more
3: is what I'm saying if you tune out from a football game. Based back. on what? On, on the things that happened.
1: So that things don't happen to have a team but, but come it, back from 25 in basketball points the at
3: a time. It's all like, yeah. you know, the other team starts missing and you start hitting, you know.
1: Slowly chipping away,
3: it. like it's a where in football. Yeah. There could be interceptions. There could be that big sack. There could be amazing touch. You know, like just, there's different ways. I can't figure out the difference. But this is di- one of those semantic <laughs> arguments I'm going to eliminate. Different, there's different ways that a comeback happens in right. football. Yeah. Like sometimes
1: mm-hmm. basketball, they miss the three pointer and the other team gets the rebound, and goes down and scores. Sometimes they steal it in the backcourt because they start pressing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, in football, they yeah, just force a three and out. Ha- they have to punt. That happens. And then what? the next time, high tower strip sacks you. Like you never know. Uh, Turnover. Yeah. The, but the commonality is the team that's ahead stops scoring, and the team that's behind mm-hmm. scores more. Yeah, you broke it down perfectly.
3: But, but there you go. It's kind of like OTAs. There's different ways that that happen, and Paul's being Ex- argument. No, they're absolutely <laughs> different ways that they happen
1: yeah. in both sports. Yeah,
3: it's not as it's, it's not. It's more subtle in basketball than it is in football.
5: I think in basketball, what's what's just kind of stressful is keeping track of like the fouls, where like. You can be up by 25 points, but then say if, like, two of your best players get in foul trouble, then mm-hmm. you're, like, That changes everything. And you have to yeah. sit those people right. down. I'll just yeah.
1: give you the game seven the other night as an example. Like, the last three minutes, all of a sudden Miami started getting stops and then getting runouts to get easy baskets. And you go from down 13 to down two with the ball with 30 seconds, 20 seconds left. Yeah. Like, it wasn't, you know, the same thing every time. It was a different thing every time. But – you know, the commonality was Marcus Smart hucking up threes, but, you know. You
3: I know don't. what? I, I'm
1: glad you brought that up, Paul, because I'm going to defend him a little bit. Of course you will. Well, here we go. No, here, here's— <laughs> Because you know I don't like him.
3: No, no. It's all, it's always about Paul. <laughs> right, anyway, you want to fight me. You no, want to argue no, with me I'm, all, I'm gonna all gonna fight, fight, the time. I'm going to fight everybody. You want, <laughs> I'm going <gonna fight> <laughs> to fight everybody. Because fight everybody seems to be against him. I'm not opposed—my problem with him in that game wasn't the fact that he was throwing those shots up. He was wide open on all of those. They were daring him to do it. My problem is the fact he missed them all. Like, if he had hit two out of five, you know, 40%, we're, we're talking about yeah. a different, you why, know, why was he, that
1: by design? Why do you think he was wide yeah. open?
3: Because they thought he was the weak link.
1: <laughs> and they thought he would shoot it. Right, but. And they said, thank you
3: for shooting I him. know, but he was why wi- I am I, okay with him taking those shots. You've
1: got to make a, a you and, couple of them. You and Celtics fans you that so think that there's value in
5: that. How did you feel about Jimmy Butler's shot?
1: I think that was a good shot, too. He's the guy.
3: You know, you're wide open. Take I don't shot. have a
1: big problem with it because I don't think Miami had much of a shot in overtime. I mm-hmm. think that was it. I think they were exhausting everything right there. But he's a terrible three-point shooter. It's, I mean, on the surface, it's not a good play. I don't have a problem with it because I think Butler was the only reason why they were in, in that position. Right. He took a shot. Yeah. He took one shot to make one, sh- you know, one play, and we win. For the opposite reason, I have a big problem with Smart because he had to try to be the hero. Instead of making the right play and driving to the basket, maybe getting get fouled, foul. he's an excellent free-throw shooter, get fouled, get to the line, end the game. He had to be a hero and try to throw the dagger with three-pointer after three-pointer after three-pointer, and he missed them all. Why? Because he's not a good shooter. Well, they yeah. weren't all f- – I think three of three out of the five were three-pointers. Right. You
3: know, he is this d-
5: he's definitely not going to be able to do that against the Warriors because yeah. he's going to do that, and the Warriors are going to go down and make a three. So it's like – He's not the one to go shot for shot with Is him.
1: that kind of the book on him, though, is, is um, poor decisions, yep. I guess? And, and yeah. has it matured, really, to and when, let when the game, the game come game, to him. When the game is on the line, in particular, he thinks he's Tatum and Brown. He's one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, I love when he's proud of the way that Tatum is – <laughs> really emerged lately I'm, I'm proud of him well he's gonna
3: have to focus on his defense in this series, yeah right yeah he can be
1: a very valuable player when he moves the ball and does that kind of stuff and you know, just plays team basketball i think that was a big part of their run in the second half of the season was him cutting down on the shots in the playoffs it's been the opposite his shot attempts are on the rise can I ask
2: a question? How did he
1: win Defensive
2: Player of the Year? I know I might be teeing you up on
1: this one, but usually I
3: watch basketball. Best, I can tell. I but mean,
1: they, they considered him the best defensive player and the best defensive team is, yeah. is my answer. But I don't know. Like, I, Yeah, because there were
3: three Celtics. Like, I think Rob Williams
1: is was, was a far better defensive player, than, but he's hurt all the time. I And mean, so. I come to a of
2: like no opinions really, but just watching the energy that they play defense with, that that's what stuck out to me. Not that he was individually – Oh, he's a guy, I mean, he's good. He seems I mean, good, but
1: everybody plays with, with that. Balls. He's a good defensive everybody player, is but not all over. Not, the not offense. like they say he is. Yeah, let's put it that way. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to the series because of what Tamara said. It's a contrast of styles. Like you said, that like they can't, you know, have him missing threes because Golden State won't miss them. No. Yeah, got some 07 Patriots highlights up here on
3: Do the we? NFL <laughs> Network yeah. right now. Some big comebacks, man. <laughs> comebacks.
2: <laughs> that, that stretch though. Early in the season, what I mean, it was just it was comical. It was it felt unfair at times. It really felt unfair. Like that game against Cincinnati, they showed one of Moss's catches where it's like,
3: How would it get so easy? Well, it was just so I it was just so different from what we've seen yeah. with the like it was all of a sudden, wow, we have a high powered offense. Not that they didn't score in the 30s in mm-hmm. 03 and 04, they did, but this was like a whole different thing. They yeah. had never seen that before, They're not you Miami know, game. It's like, and it was also so good for Brady. It's like, you give Brady the Validation. tools and he can do it just he as can good do as Peyton. You yeah. know, the game management way and he can do it the pinball way. Yep. You know? Yep. I you don't know what
2: this is they're talking. Tony Romo. So. Get your popcorn ready. Yeah. Yeah, great team. I That Miami game was too that, I mean, a couple of those catches Moss had. I think like one of the guys like fell and oh, tore yeah. his ACL next to him. Oh, like, yeah. Well, that's when you just knew. Said, him, he, like. said he did.
3: <laughs> That's another one of Eugene Wilson. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of guys defending uh, Moss. I, th- there was a—I don't know if it was that year or the next year. Uh, Revis yeah. was guarding. Now Rivas said he had a hamstring, and Moss caught one with one hand—the
2: one-hander.
1: Yeah.
3: yeah.
2: So is this new? Because it's—it's saying they're number what, seven. What, what are we talking about? This Duke, is so we're this, on radio. So we're watching on NFL Network right now. I don't know if this is a new program, but it seems like this is the. Uh, the, the top 100 series, but this is top 10 teams, and they've got the 07 Patriots at 7. Okay. So I don't know if this is new new information or new, uh, a new production, but I,
3: I don't know. You know, not knowing the other teams and not giving it a lot of thought, I think 7 is about right.
2: I just wish they would do one of those, uh, you know, they did one like the, the, the Lost Rings, I think was one of the, where they talk about some of the best teams to never win a Super Bowl. I'm like, how do you... How oh, do you not do the 07 Patriots? That, I mean, that that is they
4: the might team. be number one. <laughs> right, they should be.
3: How, how are they not number one? Because we were we were about – we were ready to say they were the best team ever if oh. they had one. Yeah, right. if, if, yeah. they're,
1: if they're seven on the all-time greatest teams list, that's pretty impressive. Right. That's pretty impressive for a team, for a team, for a team that, that didn't, didn't win. win it. Right. Ugh, that game. Yep. You guys are lucky. You Paul, won't you weren't involved
3: that. in that? <laughs> they didn't go to you for that?
1: Uh, I do not believe that's I'm involved in that. That's what I was expecting to see. I'm not involved in – I don't remember this – this particular clip but th- that's the kind of stuff that we were andy and i were uh, involved in. Uh, i know was the I, patriots and i uh, heard
3: paul uh on the, the twitter grapevine that um you're going to be on a podcast Ooh. with with big head
1: uh we yeah we just finished it yeah with uh fitzy and and big head any good uh it was fine any disagreements no not really ah what are they what
2: drum are they banging these days and what do you think we started talking about the
9: coaches. Marcus Smart? Yeah. <laughs> coaching.
1: <laughs> yeah. Who's going to So you're all in targets? agreement? Uh, for the most part,
3: oh, yeah. Oh, wow.
5: Well,
3: that's not good, Paul.
5: Wow.
1: That's a great throw right there. I know you were looking for offense, but they just gunned down a run at the plate.
3: That was a good throw. Wow. And a good oh, play by the textbook.
1: catcher. And they almost get a double play out of it. She threw it down to second, and the girl was safe.
3: Yeah. Um, what they else are we talking about?
4: Oh.
2: No, we're we're in that void right now. <laughs> I just wish there was more. There had been more to to kind of take in on Tuesday because I feel like last week we got so much on Monday. We came into Tuesday's show. We had a lot to first kind of glimpse of
1: everybody. Yeah, Monday, I mean uh, Tuesday this week. That practice was so low key. It was hard to really come out of it with anything.
5: Yeah. Well, I had one more thought on um, the conditioning aspect from Adrian Phillips' um, press conference. He said that he thought the conditioning was really essential because um, when it comes down to those final moments in the game, they wanted to be able to finish. And it made me think, and I was like, so do we think it was a lack of conditioning? Like, were they exhausted by the end of the game of playing catch-up like, over half the season? Or was it the lack of depth sometimes with I, so many people I, being I
3: think it's all of the above. I think there was talent, lack of depth, same thing.
5: And they were just exhausted and I, from... Yeah. And I,
3: and I, didn't we hear rumors that there was some COVID going around that wasn't reported, <laughs> maybe? <laughs> they got a little like. of the COVID? <laughs> oh, I no, I my mean, It's amazing. I, I think it's a good <laughs> thing. I
2: can't just lose a game. It's I, just unbelievable. I, I like that you brought that up because that stuck out to me. And the thing that I thought was, maybe you're doing too much of this. Because the last three years, you pooped out at the end. Mm-hmm. And I hear more about teams that are running less that are making sure that they monitor well, that's how much why I it was guys are doing. It's just something. You yeah, know. but
3: see, I don't think their conditioning changed, how they conditioned. Yeah. I just think that they weren't as good.
1: Well, like the talent. But that's what – I mean, I think the bottom yeah. line is you're right. Yeah. But I think the, one of the things about the the timing of the runs, like are they looking at that, trying to find different ways? Because I agree mm-hmm. with, with Mike. If you listen around the league, and we saw it firsthand when we were in Philadelphia last year – Nick Sirianni, all the Eagles they talked about, they practiced a little bit less mm-hmm. in an effort to oh. keep them off their, fe- off their feet. It wasn't a very good team. Found a way to make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Eagles. Yeah, the yeah. Eagles. Um, I remember that. People were questioning him. Yeah. Right. Like, is this going to work? <laughs> right. And yeah. I'm not telling you it worked because they went like 9-8 and eight and made the playoffs. I mean, yeah. It's not like they had a great year. But it's not a great team. First-year coach with a first-year quarterback. In uh, Jalen Hurts, they found a way to win enough games and be better in the second half of the season than they were in the first. Yep. So, you know, just anecdotally, you can look and say, well, maybe some of the the ways they trained were more effective. And Mike is right; you hear this around the league a lot. We're doing some things a little bit differently. We're doing less of this, that, and the other thing. We're relying more on the players to, to sort of arrive in 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 shape and. And whatnot, and Bill talks about that a lot. Like he's pretty. I think he mentioned specifically about the rookies. Mm -hmm. He he felt pretty good about the overall condition of the rookies when they got for their rookie minicamp. And I just wonder if maybe the the Patriots are looking for different ways because Mike is right. Look at the way that they finish the seasons. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily falling apart in the second half of games, but the second half of the season. Right. This is now a couple years in a row they haven't played their best football at the end.
2: I mean. Arguably, their worst football at the end. Well, this two. year, this year um, it was inarguable. But,
3: but like, a, you know, like, okay, so, right. What about all those years yeah. that they did get better yeah, yeah, at the yeah. end? You know, no, I know, and that's
1: and that's <laughs> it's why talent. I. I, I yeah, yeah. Well, it's talent in an opponent. Yeah, you know, like, th- I, I think it's it's easy to sit there and say, well, they 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 ran out of gas. They didn't play well at the end. Well, they also played Buffalo twice and in Indianapolis and in Miami, yeah. and they played some more difficult opponents I at think the end
5: too. It's just. Th- the Patriots offense was, like, too slow. They got off so slow. And by that point, the defense is forced to get yeah. kind of what we were talking about earlier. They have to get all these stops, and they're burnt out. They needed
2: the games to unfold in their favor. And yeah. when they did, it was great. And when it didn't, they had trouble changing it. Um, but one more piece I wanted to bring up, too, was, you know, Judon saying last year that they squat here more than anywhere else. So mm. I, I don't know. I mean, I always I want to believe that teams that, that work hard are going to be successful. I don't you know, want to say, oh, they're doing too much. But it's just something to think about.
3: Let me go back to that. He said they they squat more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, last year it was
2: something he kind of – Than other places. And he came from the Ravens.
3: Right. You know, you would think if there's a team that's in the weight room doing the heavy stuff, it's the Ravens, right? Right. Right. Yeah,
1: it is interesting because you hear – I do hear a lot of newcomers come in and talk specifically about the differences here. You know, the, the work is a little bit different here. You remember Patricia tried to have them run in Detroit and they were like, what? <laughs> what are we yeah. doing? Huh? Huh? <laughs> you know? So we hate you. I do think that they might do a little bit differently and maybe yeah. even more than other places. I
3: remember uh, back in the day, Johnny Parker was the strength and conditioning coach and he swore by squats. Mm-hmm. He was like, you got to do squats. Squats yeah. are the thing, yeah. you know? Ugh. I I hate and then quotes. you know he was Parcells guy and then Bella, you wonder yeah. if like how much of a holdover is it from jo- the Johnny right. Parker days
2: and then what was Mike White Woj- is
3: that his Mike Wojciech. Yeah. yeah yeah
2: he was then the next guy is he
3: still with Dallas he's a Walpole guy oh really yeah I didn't
2: know that
1: yeah I think he was Westwood oh Westwood uh, yeah okay that changes I knew it, it was one of those Ws wow that, yeah. look at you.
2: Hey, high school, high
3: school rivalry.
1: I'm not. Don't, don't hold me to that one. Uh, but I think it was Westwood. Yeah, he's a local guy, though. Yeah, yeah. I think um, the reason I knew that is uh, Jackie McMullen. You know who Jackie Jackie Mac? I do. Uh, she was from Westwood, and she knew she used to call him Mikey. Okay, um, Mikey. And, and like they were they were kind of friends, and then you know he became a coach of the Patriots and couldn't talk to him anymore.
3: Right. <laughs> couldn't give her all those secrets to strength and conditioning. Yeah, he was yeah. a guy that. Um, Scary looking. Oh yeah, yeah. You didn't want to like. Yeah, he was an
2: intimidating. Always kind had like guy. a chaw in or always. like a yeah. lipper. He always. growls. He
3: he doesn't talk. He growls. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> they certainly have a type.
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: streak the issue. But Moses is. I mean, he's a little bit outside the box. But I mean, I don't know. I just i I wonder if are you clinging to what you used to do?
3: Well, I I mean, if I was the head coach, I would insist that my head of conditioning. Look at every, all the trends and especially yeah. what they're doing in college, because that's where they do the R&D, mm-hmm. you know, like a lot of these schools research, you know, they they yeah. look at new innovation and techniques. And I I'd insist that they, you know, stay abreast of all the new stuff.
5: There's so many new things. Like when um, I was at Notre Dame, they were like coming out with like different heart rate monitors that they can wear during practice where they can track certain things. And I was like, that is incredible. Yeah.
3: I mean, a lot of like you always hear like people talk about like the old athletes and like, oh, (laughs) you know, they wouldn't be as good today because they're faster and well they would have the same right. training right. that I, these guys yeah, have. That, that they wouldn't just be so doing silly. curls. I, know. Like,
2: mm-hmm. I did my six sets of curls, I'm good to go. I right. To. They
3: would do what the <laughs> modern
1: athletes oh, do. Yeah. Do you yeah. think yeah. that maybe, you know, the <laughs> fact that I smoke two two packs <laughs> right. a day, you know, hurt me athletically? <laughs> yeah. Right. I can't and, breathe. in nineteen fifty eight? Yeah. Like yeah. you just didn't they didn't know. Right. And they would have access to all of the advantages that you have. Yeah.
2: Right. But I mean to to Tamara's point, even being at Holy Cross, just as you know, I was Part of that strength program with the, with the hockey team, but you know, you just see how much it's changed what they do. I mean, the use of like rubber bands now, mm-hmm. like yeah. everywhere, rubber bands, and um, you know, I think some of the stuff stays the same. The squats, I mean, in the in the, the cleans and that that kind of sound like sports anyway. You know, the squats the and the cleans, and, the and you know, you're getting a good pump up when you. are um, <laughs> I mean, But I it's just I'm it's good remarkable, good even. And I always look like Mike Boyle, BU. I mean, he's kind of like infamous, and in, in, especially in hockey, but in sports in general, and you know, just how much it's changed, even for the cutting edge guys, how much more knowledge they have now of, um, you know, single leg stuff versus double, just how much that training has evolved over, over the time. I'm sure that they're on the cutting edge of it, but you know, I just, I, I, I do wonder if you're, if you're still kind of doing things the way you did it, or is this how you want? I mean, I want to believe, I want to believe that, that the hard work pays off and that if you're running and squatting in June, it will pay off down the line, but, yeah, I also just want them to finish and look <laughs> and look like they're playing their, their best and strongest football at the end. So maybe they're a little related, maybe not at all.
3: Yeah. I, I It might be some of that. But like I said, over the last 20 years, you know, they conditioned. And, I don't know if you know, Mike, but they've been they able to put together they did a pretty, pretty, success, well pretty a,
1: successful program it, yeah, over pretty pretty the last well 20 years. Pretty well at the years, back Mike. half of the so season. So I've been told.
3: So you I've know? been told. Uh, so it's got to be yeah. mostly – they just weren't. Well, the hill too,
2: right? Yeah. Like, I mean, the hill is like a feature here that, that, that was like specifically installed for yep. that purpose. And when we were at Philadelphia, they ain't no hills at their practice facility. That's a straight, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. So it's, it's it's certainly ingrained and, um you know, but but again, another point of it is that when they were running at the start of practice, they were on the, the flat, the field. I've never seen that since I've been here, that they were running just doing sprints on the, on the practice fields and not down below up the hill where we couldn't really see them.
3: Yeah, remember um, yeah. before Seriani obviously uh, at Philadelphia, Chip Kelly came into the league, mm-hmm. and he did all this stuff at Oregon, and so he tried to bring that into the NFL, like the sleep and, and all that stuff. I and do remember that. Yeah, but that's right. he, it's he didn't sorry. last. He didn't last long, and I'm assuming his program didn't either. Yeah. You know? At
1: least ten hours of sleep every night. Like, yeah. Okay. But I think you. Know, the bottom line is you're right. Like if you have the players, you're going to succeed.
3: Right.
2: It's not like we did too many squats. You know, it's in not true. like the team. <laughs> My <laughs> legs are tired.
1: Yeah, it's not like the team with the best players just said, "We're so good, we don't need to con- we don't need to condition." Yeah. <laughs> you know, just eat cheeseburgers every day, be like Perillo, and just be fat and We're not good. be able to run. But you're so good, you'll yeah. be okay. Like, no one would do that, right? Mm-hmm. You know, everybody conditions to some extent. Yeah, and then it comes down to talent. Yeah. Yep. And then it- Fred's right. When they when they had the better players, they generally came out on top.
3: Yep. You know, football began in November and that's when they played their best football and had a little bit Let's to do with who they were. Yeah. You know? Let's
1: get back to that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who we'll said see. we couldn't talk football? Yeah. Conditioning.
3: Mac Jones is in condition, right?
1: Perfect. Game. Yeah. Although he's a better athlete than you think too.
3: That's what they tell Underrated. us. That's what they tell Come us. Come
1: on. You can scoot. That's what some guy tells you.
3: Some guy. Gonna do some those rollouts. Some anonymous <laughs>
1: AFC scouts. <laughs> those option plays. <laughs> who you know, wisely didn't put his name to that. <laughs> on the move. Yeah, throwing on the move.
3: We're gonna bring back Texas's uh, wing tee. Hi. I'm, I'm curious how Mac. Uh,
2: you know, he, he talked a little bit last week at his at a, his availability, trying to get used to everything, the environment around here, and stuff. And, I mean, I think Paul pointed out right before that that Buffalo that first Buffalo game. Um, We're just like, man. He looks cold right now, and I, I, I just wonder if 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 you're really able to get used to it. Like I don't know. I, like Brady never really had it. I guess San Francisco, Michigan, maybe a little bit, but he just always seemed comfortable in it. Is, is but there, he like, did
1: play in bad weather a little bit. Well, but I mean, Michigan's not a picnic in November.
5: You know, it's it's. But terrible is it something you can
1: like? Get used to and get better. Like I you mean, can how practice many, how many, like being in the cold. How many and Big Ten I'm games do you see that there's not something coming down from the sky?
5: Well, yeah. I mean, but here's
1: the thing about Brady: <laughs> it's not like I don't care what the weather is.
3: He did to a point where if you go to his locker, he had his gloves and cleats labeled like for what the weather was. Yeah, like based would, on temperature. Yeah, he would yeah. wear different gloves, different cleats. So he was very aware of what the conditions were, and he prepared. For those conditions.
1: But I agree with Mike. I think it's more of a mentality. Yeah. And I do think, and I, like, think, and I, re- I remember That's saying that that like, night, and it was only half tongue-in-cheek. He looked cold to me. Yeah. But he I did mean, look cold.
5: Even, like, Josh Allen's stats for, like, when the temperature was, like, under, what was it, 30? Yeah. Were very interesting as well, considering yeah. he went to school in the Midwest and played in the cold as well. And yeah. then... Yeah. Now he's in the cold again. So that it's like that's why I he didn't get used to. And then to threw it. for
1: four thousand yards in a playoff game. <laughs> yeah. You know when it was like ten <laughs> degrees out, he just got another first you know, down. Like yeah. <laughs> As Fred says, I mean, I just want them to punt. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I know, I know, I just. But it is. It, it's it, it, an athlete I think it's something, kind of a thing. Yeah, it's I think it, it's something it you something have to get accustomed to. And with Mac, I, I I go back to when he spoke on the Tuesday, the first day, uh, the Monday, mm-hmm. the twenty third, yeah. the first OTA. And Tamara, you brought this up on the show about how he talked about throwing in the offseason in as many different weather conditions as he could. That tells me that it was on his mind. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That's why it's as much about mentality as anything else. It, it is. You know, it is a it is
3: a lot of overcoming it mentally. Yeah. And there's there's different ways to do it. Like Brady overcame it by recognizing it, acknowledging it, and preparing for it. Other people
1: just... I'm just going to
3: ignore. Take it. Take it head on. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> going to like pretend it's not cold. But, I mean, you and can make an argument it, that you know?
1: passing-wise, just from a pure passing perspective, his best performance his first year was in the snow. Oh, absolutely. In the you know he threw for 354 yards. Yep, and threw it 50 some odd times. Like, I don't know if he was thinking about all the different equipment that he needed then. I don't know if he had you right. know, gotten the different gloves if it was 32 as opposed to 28 right 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 like he did if he was you know, at that later point, in his career yeah i did just think it's it's but kind it, of a mentality and Matt, yeah. you know just because he didn't do great in bad weather last year doesn't mean he never will mm-hmm. yeah
3: and i also think for a guy like brady where you're precise you know the routes you know what you're looking at if it's a slippery game like a snowy game I think the offense actually has an advantage. Oh, yeah. Because they know where they're going. Sure. Defense has to react. So, if you're on time where you throw, the guy's always going to be open at first. I remember that game in Chicago
1: that year. Um, It was, like, uh, bad snow. And they just... Went up so and down the twenty ten
2: with, with branch.
1: Sounds up right the sideline. Sounds right. Like right before the half. See that one. You got a little freak to your game too <laughs> over there. That's exactly <laughs> That's the game I'm talking yeah. about. It was down the at the end of the half. Yep. Like they looked like they were just gonna run it out. He right. threw like a little like fifteen yard pass, so there was no one there bang. Yeah. It's like a seventy yard touchdown. Yeah. yeah. But they lit it up that day offensively yep. in the snow for, yep. you know, probably partly for what you're talking about, Fred. Yep.
2: Yeah. Mack Mac did pretty good, um, you know, in the, in the rain, light rain against the Bucks. I mean, he had a pretty good, you know, completion-wise game against them. But it's something he's going to have to deal with. I just, I just wonder if can you get too much in your own head about that? Like, is it, you know, if you think it's an issue, does it then become an
3: issue because you're thinking right. about it? It's a, you, like, have, you know, it's you a just, mental thing as much as it is physical.
5: This makes me want to have a college football playoffs in like Minnesota <laughs> in January.
3: <laughs> we'll find yeah. out who the real football players are.
2: I mean,
5: if you think about, if you look at all the the national championships, they've been predominantly in warm places or in a dome yeah. so it would be interesting to see a school like Alabama come up and play in the Midwest yeah well they have
3: those those destinations it's not for the players it's for the fans not, yeah. <laughs> yeah they want people to come and spend money well, and spend I a mean, few days
1: they, they yeah. do the same thing in the Super Bowl yeah like it's oh yeah Mm. I mean, I want to see it's the Minnesota. Well, I want to see who the better team. Minus team is. two, <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's indoors. In the do- mm. door. But, right. but I, I like. I want to see who the better team is, not who the team that handles the. Yeah. You've always been like that. Yeah. Yeah. You want to take the weather out of it. Yeah. Well, I don't care. Like I don't. I'm not a huge dome guy. Mm-hmm. I don't love domes, but I'd rather have a game in a dome than a game in a blizzard. Yeah. And I know ninety nine percent of the people listening oh, yeah. probably disagree with me. They
4: yeah.
3: they love the the snow and the mud.
1: It's where you find right. out who's got hot, right? Yeah. I just want to know who the better team yeah, is. Yeah, I, I, aster- I don't want the element. asterisk, right? You know, like the Monday night game in Buffalo last year, right? That's like true. Th- was the patriot like the Patriots were better because you know they scored a couple more points in a in a day where you couldn't throw the ball. Yeah, yeah. I would
3: be more impressed with that win if they had followed up and beaten them than in yeah. less severe.
1: Uh, well, yeah. yeah. But you know yeah. when you follow it up and and they run up and down the field b- twice right. in the next two games, you know that the only reason why you won right. that game—that's game what I'm saying—was the, the conditions. That's what I'm saying. Yep. It and was. if that was happened to be like the championship, like that would suck to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I, you know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. Remember the
3: uh, game? Probably about seven years ago. It was the Giants and the Packers, and Coughlin was the coach. Oh. And the the splotches oh, on his oh face? my god yeah. I felt so bad for, I yeah. thought his skin that was, was that fall was that off. was, was eleven oh.
1: I, th- I think it was 11. The NFC, cha- the NFC championship right yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought he was going to get frostbite oh, I really did it might have been the first one it might have been seven yeah it might have been oh seven yeah when he had all the little splotches on his face yeah. I thought he was yeah I thought he was in trouble that because
3: you you've played in cold right like it yeah. it's not that kind oh, seven, I don't care what anyone says no one likes it it sucks especially Your football. fingers your fingers and your toes. that's the
2: first thing i think i think oh. about is just i've never your played in that kind fingers. of cold
1: fingers that's different getting like you know smacked on a helmet oh my last ever game was in a in a snowstorm on mm-hmm. thanksgiving but not it, you know it was probably like 30 degrees not yeah. you know minus 5
3: right yeah
1: i don't know usually when
2: you get going too, though you you warm up like at least hockey wise like games that were like oh it's going to be really cold holderness outdoor rink in new hampshire Oh, it's the coldest day of the year. Once you get going, you don't you don't even realize
3: it's that
1: cold. I was cold uh, on that Thanksgiving because we blew them out and we didn't get to play in the second half. We <laughs> were just <laughs> sitting watch. around watching all the young kids play. All
3: Pat's right, 855-PASS-500 is the Ace Ticket Hotline. Web radio at com is the email address. Uh, let's hear what people are thinking. We'll go to Christian in L.A. What's up, Christian? Hey,
10: good day, you guys. Good to uh, hear from you guys and watching my subject matter going on today, but yeah, let's get to football, football, football. Sure. Have you guys uh, actually seen um, uh, Tyquan Thornton run any routes yeah. as far as his fluidity and, uh, uh, stop and stop and go? And then also, I'm really interested in this, um, this running back, uh, uh, Pierre Strong, I think his name is. His, something like that. Yeah. I really think he could be a really suitable replacement for James White, considering his big strength, as I'm reading, is catching the ball out of the backfield, and he's got four, something, four, four three feet.
1: That's his big strength. Pierre Strong's big strength is his speed. Um, for well, Thornton, according
10: to what I'm reading on on these uh, uh, college uh, websites here and also on ESPN, he's a hands guy.
1: Yeah, his that, that,
10: his team. college a four-two guy with hands.
1: Okay. okay.
9: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Perhaps let's we don't see want what to happens, what his
1: Coach Edge. Okay. Well Paul, go <laughs>
9: ahead. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. He read it on on the website. On the practice field.
1: He hasn't practiced. He hasn't really they done anything at practice yeah. yet. I think he's probably dealing with uh, an injury. Seems like it because um, he hasn't really been very involved. Yeah.
2: Yes, on Thornton, uh, tall, skinny. I mean, it doesn't. It, line. it doesn't look like little quick area stuff. I mean, I'm sure he can run a little slant across the middle and catch it, but I think you know, underneath little whip routes, that kind of stuff. Edelman. Those I haven't seen the change not.
1: of direction. I haven't seen yeah. uh, lateral quickness. I have seen. Straight line speed, though. Yeah. I mean, as advertised. And sense of humor. I I told you I found him delightful on Tuesday. Just delightful.
10: Just delightful. This is for the question of the day. But do we have any idea uh, what kind of offense we're going to be running? I mean, are we going to try to stick somewhat to the system and just have someone else doing the plays? Or are we going to just, you know, is this new? I'm I'm really confused as to what we're going to do with the great new pieces we seem to have if we're not going to be running a variation of our usual offense.
3: I, I mean, I, I think you're, it's still going to be it's, game plan. What you know, they'll try to get the right matchups. Um, but like, who knows? It's I just, think you are still going to see a lot
1: yeah. of combination routes where you are looking to get you know matchups and and picks and you know that kind of stuff that they've always relied on. A lot of timing, you know, a lot of quick quick throws. I, I don't think you're going to see, like, a, an overhaul of the offense. I think no. it's going to be the same system right. with tweaks. Well, Things just, for Mac
2: Jones that, that Mac Jones does better. And it's, like, hard. Like, yeah. what would you say the Patriots' offense hasn't done? Like, what don't they do? Like, they are multiple offense. They do a little of everything. I mean, so, it's hard to say. Like, if you're going to say how is the offense going to change, I feel like it would be dumbed down and simplified. That's
3: the only way to go. I mean, we talked earlier, you know, when they brought in Randy Moss. And that – having moss gave you that option that you you know, like to be successful yeah. down the field. It, there to me, there isn't a player that they've brought in over the last two years that, oh, because of him, we can now do things that we haven't been doing. You know? Yeah. Right. I think well, maybe I you can I do him be- more, what you've been doing better, but like there's uh, no one that's changing the offense on this
2: team. No, I would just say the but, only change I mean is, is the fullback position. You know it's they I don't like have, have one right, seen, right now. Yeah.
3: It seems like
10: the league is moving more towards a lot of pre-snap movement and, you know, uh, um, sort of speed-based ba- speed um, routes and concepts. We haven't really done that. The
3: Patriots well, do a, a ton of pre-snap movement. Of yeah, we do a lot of pre-snap movement, but I think what you're saying is they have mobile quarterbacks. Is
1: that right. what you're saying? And that's not going to be their right we, we don't know. have that.
3: I'm talking,
10: about, I'm talking about like the KC where there's a lot of sort of like, you know, uh, two guys move at the same time in the backfield and a lot of speed-based movement concepts. Yes, we have done concepts of movement, but that's primarily been for Tom to check to see but, if they're doing but, man or zone. Okay, I'm talking about you know.
3: So you're saying that maybe, you know, because they have Thornton and Pierre right. Strong, who are you know sub four three guys or four three guys, we might see more speed based things. I don't know. I, I'm, I you know. how am the
10: offense evolves to 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 the talent that we have instead of like it's been before, where the talent has to sort of. Into the offense, and that's been a problem for us, especially with receivers because we have had guys with some with, with actual physical talent, but it's been that, that thing, right? They haven't been able to fit in and get the offense. Can we sort of do you think we can evolve to a place where we're like looking at our talent and going, let's just do in every position what these guys all do? I, well. I
3: know, but okay, but look, look at the Patriots' offense over the last 20 years, even including Cam Newton because he was out of his prime and he was less of a mobile guy than he was, you know. There's not You still have Mac Jones as the quarterback. The offense runs through the quarterback. You know The skills of your quarterback dictate your offense. And so uh, we're still right. looking at the similar offense that they've been running for the last yeah. 20 years. Yeah. Now, I, can Pierre Strong right, hit I the hole it. faster than James White? Maybe. Yeah. I mean,
1: I wouldn't expect Pierre Strong or Taequann Thornton to be major right. parts of what they're doing this year. Now, what you want is them to show development, show some promise, and then next year when – uh, you know, uh, probably you're going to be without like Aguilar and maybe James even White. Jacoby Myers. You, yeah. you have Thornton to replace, you know, th- those guys uh, and move up the depth chart. And you're probably without James White and you'll have Strong to replace, as Christian said, you know, that pass catching kind of a role. And you have that kind of speed. But I just don't know. How, how do you identify pre snap mm-hmm. movement uh, as not being speed based? It's just, you know, this. Like they run when, Jet Sweeps? Like when, yeah, a million yeah. of them. And, you know, Kendrick Bourne was, was effective in that role yeah. last year. You, you want to go back right. to what Fred talked about. They injected uh, as fast a wide receiver as you've seen in the league in the last 25 right. years. In Randy Moss, they still did the same concepts. It was still Welker underneath. Right. But we're going to take yeah. shots downfield to an elite speed guy. Like, yeah. I don't think you have to overhaul the offense because you have some speedy guys. Now, what you hope is those guys speedy guys give you big playability that you didn't have. What? Like so Randy Moss yeah. gave Do
10: you. Guys do you guys think, I know I heard you say this last season several times, we had a couple of debates on it, that we're at a place now with maybe a new coordinator where, where we will start using some of the younger guys sooner?
3: Who, who's of the new coordinator?
1: That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that argument to me is on defense. Like, I, I just don't think that they have, like, I don't think they've made, the, I don't think Thornton and Strong are going to be in position to be major contributors. Right. Do you?
3: Uh, pro- well, I think I, again. I go back to this thing. I hope not because I hope yeah. you know Damian Harris and Stevenson and James White are you know yeah. leading the way. But you know, if like if if Pierre I Strong think, isn't practicing already,
8: it's hard right, to see he's him. not going yeah. yeah, to contribute
10: major right, in the yeah, beginning. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but I don't. You know what I don't want is like more of that sort of.
3: It, it was a i i hear you christian but it was about execution it's not like you know what they you know uh did last year was different than what they tried to do 20 years ago they just weren't as good at it yeah you know it's i what i'm hoping for more than thornton and strong is i'm hoping that uh you know the the four offensive guys that they brought in last year take those two you know that second year free agent jump yeah. and that
1: Parker they, Pops.
3: Yeah, and then and then Parker. You know, I'm hoping that you get more out of those guys.
1: Yeah, it, and I think you're right about the guys that are, were here last year that could be a little bit better. Right. And I think Mac Jones is a big part of that. Yep. You need Mac Jones yep. and to be he, better. Of
3: course. Right.
1: It starts with him. I think that's a big part of it, too, just the, the continuity.
2: Listen to Aguilar talk. Just his degree of comfort, knowing what to do, having experience doing it, not having to translate anything when he hears it. You know, I – I think that's definitely worth something, but I do think Paul has a has a valid point that we've talked all off season about getting faster. How many pieces on offense have you really added that are faster that are gonna play? Hard to say right here in twenty twenty two. Maybe next year with Strong and, and Thornton, but
3: they may not be faster but maybe these guys can play but I think faster. knowing
2: where to be right. And, right, right right and that's and that's a Mac thing too that's a yeah. you know again every every time I catch one of the games from last year when they're running on NFL network I've got to enjoy just getting another look at some of them but you know just some of the mental mistakes the pre-snap stuff you know not getting the not getting it off before the play clock knowing the situation I think he'll be better at all those things and you know, when you're not going backwards, it, it gives you more
1: opportunity to go
3: forwards. Uh,
4: what a no horrific ca- call they
1: just made on replay in that softball game. I was waiting for it. Hey, what was it? They, Todd, they called her out. Hey, she Todd. ran straight to the bag, and the ball went right over her head. Like, this was not interference in any way.
5: I didn't think it was either. Like, she didn't know that the ball was going to hit she, the top of she her And she wasn't head. out of
1: the baseline. She was right on the baseline, ran right through the bag, and the ball went over her head. Yeah. I don't know how – I mean, I can't hear what they're saying in commentary, but
9: – College softball show. Yep. <laughs> Hey, I I'm here a for it. Who played, I had a friend who was a pitcher for softball, and with that windup and stuff, they actually measured his arm because he started pitching when he was about six or seven, and it was about an inch longer than his other it. arm. Just oh. bizarre.
3: Wow. Oh, it lengthens your arm, huh? Hmm. Actually, no, they say the that w- when it comes to uh, wear and tear in the shoulder, the underhand pitch is more natural mm-hmm. than overhand. I've, heard that. I've yeah. heard that.
1: That's why you can pitch every day. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Anyway,
9: out. my big thing is you guys have been talking about the 2007 and previous incarnations of the, of the team, and I'm just wondering with the evolution of the, the game, how do you think that 2007 team would have done like last year, the year before, with the other high powered offensive teams in there? And especially because I feel, felt that our 2007 defense was a little suspect. It was yeah, yeah. To giving up.
2: You talk about a slow, I it mean, was old speed issues. That, that could be. That could be, but I think that offense you put them against anybody, modern day. Yeah,
3: I mean they have everything. Cool. As long as the offensive line's playing well.
9: Yeah. Yeah. See, that's kind of what I want to get at because I think, I think, you know, a lot of people are worried about Bill being able to uh, move forward and keep up with the pace of the game, the innovation and change. And I think Bill was already there. I think Bill realized that you, if you can get your offense going, you can win a lot of games.
3: Yeah, who doesn't know that? Uh, yeah, mm. <laughs> you well, know, there's
9: a lot of people that still say defense wins.
3: Oh, in the in the NFL, I mean, yeah. I mean, a lot of people might say that, but
1: look, look at the league. Look, it, look, it's at, it's people who spout cliches. Yeah. <laughs> like what? you got to run the ball yeah. to set up the pass. You know,
3: they've they've changed the rules to favor the offense, and coaches recognize that.
9: You know, oh, oh, I agree entirely. Yeah. So, you know, I I just. Again, every once in a while you get a caller in that just kind of decries, you know, says Bill's outdated or something. And it's just, I don't know. I think that, that even at 70 years old, he still has a, a really good grasp of the game. You can see it, you know, where he's trying to coach, where he takes stuff over, and it makes a difference. And a lot of people, I think, have started to count him out just because they look, and they're like, I can't draft, you can't do this, you can't do that. And I think that if you give him another year or two with this team especially with the nucleus they got, they could actually have a pretty good offense and, you know, a complementary defense. I'm with you. Trust Bill. Trust Bill. Yeah.
3: Yep. Thanks, Todd.
1: I'm going to set up an exercise that you guys can do later in the show. I want you to to give me what you think the nucleus of the team is. (sighs) You don't need to do it off the top of your head. Give it some thought. Maybe after we eat and come back from a break, I'd like you to come up with what you think the nucleus of the team is.
3: Well, Um, it starts with Mac.
1: I said you didn't have to do it now. Off okay, the top, not of allowed yet. to talk about it yet. You can, but I don't think well, you'll be. I don't I, I, think you'll be coming up with a ton no, of names. And I think it's a great. You know, I think it sums it up that they haven't.
2: You know, had enough success with the young guys. They they've.
3: Well, we're hope, but Paul's this is right, the year but, that you but gotta. This find is it. it. Yeah,
2: they. We need these guys to emerge. Right. And now they're going to get a chance. Yeah. You know, you're going to get, especially on defense, those guys will finally get a chance. But. I mean, it's it's. I mean, I think that question sums a lot of it up. They don't have yeah. the young pieces, you know. You can count on. You got to find them this year. You wanted to find some last year. I think you did with Mac. That's a huge piece of it. I mean, arguably one of the biggest, um, Barmore. But after that, you know, and it's part of the reason why I was kind of bummed about J.C. Jackson. It's just, you know, as much as I didn't think that he was wow, this you know great shutdown corner that we have to have to have when you can't retain players that you develop, and it's just like I know that they have continuity but i think that there's something to be said for you know drafting developing right. retaining like, and and that's something that guys come yeah, in and they yeah. see that and they and they see how the process works not all right we drafted that guy he was here for 4 years uh or he was here 3 years then we traded him before his 4th year or he was here 4 years we got
1: we, could, we got rid of him or or take it a step further we drafted this guy we developed him we gave him a contract then we traded him because Season. we shot. didn't like the contract after a while yeah. like I, to mike's point i i, I think sometimes that and I, listen i think that's a little overrated because I think players are generally worried about themselves, but I do think that sometimes the message that sends can be frustrating. But I mean, just off the top of your head, when you look at like the nucleus, cool. how many guys that oh two run home?
3: Just as I said, there's no offense. They are tagging this uh, UCLA pitcher now, and, and,
1: it, and it, <laughs> yeah, it should be five nothing too. It, yeah, but, literally. Um, the 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 nucleus is easy to say. Well, you know. I I have been on this and I know I'm a broken record. They're not that young. The team itself is not that young. I don't think that they've done a great job of sort of churning over the roster to like to Mike's point and I think you make a really good one with JC Jackson. Like these are the kind this is what I'm hopeful for is that Bill's going to get back to what he did and I'm hopeful for a guy like Thornton if he pans out replaces Agalor in in Myers and you have a player that can be in in the mix there, and Pierre Strong can be. That's what they used to do. They used to have a guy on the roster already to fill a big role the next year. Yep. And I'm I'm sort of I'm I'm hopeful that that's what they're getting to, but I think if you look at the start, the projected start is off the top of your head on defense. Would you say up front like Lawrence Guy, Godshaw?
3: Yep. I would say that they are. Right? They will. Barmore, yep. Barmore, Barmore.
1: yeah. Okay, Dietrich Wise, Judon, maybe Perkins, Bentley, Uche. Uh, yeah, so, I don't know about the the linebackers. So no, I don't either. Maybe yeah. McMillan. Let's say yeah. McMillan is. It, yeah. Maybe it's McMillan and Mac Wilson. I think. So, I think, But just, just like yeah. to prove my point, just in that, and I don't want to do it for the whole entire roster, but just for that, like front seven nucleus guys, Barmore. And if one of those like young guys pans out, like a Perkins or an Uche, Mac Wilson's not part of your nucleus. Jawan Bentley's not part of your nucleus. Davin Godshaw, Lawrence Guy, they're not part of your nucleus. Dietrich Wise, that's not your nucleus. Well, no, no, but I think that between Barmore, Godshaw, and
3: Guy, that's your tackle rotation. Right. You know? but I'm talking about. I, so
1: what's part of your future? Right. No,
3: that's not. That's Barmore. Not your f- yeah. Barmore's Bar- excellent. Barmore's your and future. he's young. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But I think everything for this team right now is young players emerging and that's you know,
1: dovetails back into right. the conversation about
2: high tower and old guys
1: and And we could revisit that, say in November when Uche is suddenly like has nine sacks. Right. Like, okay, there's a nucleus guy. Yeah. Or Perkins is setting the edge on the other side of right. Matthew Judon. Right. And you say, There's a nucleus guy. Second year, third round pick. Yep, this is the way it's supposed to be. Yeah.
2: But then you're like, all right, another year Uche, and then and he'll be gone. Then, then go, to, then, the, then go know, to the secondary like, and pick out your nucleus you know, guys. It's, it's, you know, it's at some point I think you've got to find. And then that's what you could really, like, touchstone with the early dynasty teams were just Bruschi, McGinnis, all these guys who have been around for so long. You had such trust in them, and you know, I just feel of late. It's kind of a lot of mercenaries and a lot of kind of spare parts put together. they got to find that nucleus, though. I think it's, it's just, I mean, that's, that's, that's everything right now.
3: Ah, uh, Rashad's in Baltimore. Hey, Rashad.
7: Rashad. Hey, hey. There you are. Sorry, sorry. Um, I was I was listening to y'all. Um, and watching this softball game. But I, ah, okay. I, I, had a, <laughs> I had a thing about. I hear people, you know, calling about the offense. I just feel like I don't. I just feel like I don't hear enough people calling about the defense. And yeah. Of course, I mean you I, I hear y'all talk about, you know, the no punt, you know, they didn't allow the punt and that's my that's the thing that I be griping on. Yep. You know, I know the offense is gonna take, you know, jumps, they even might take little steps back, but I think the defense is the main thing that people need to be talking about because it's it's a big issue and not just for this year, like for it, I mean, maybe for the next year's on because the people that we got in right now. I mean, are they going to be like uh, above role players? Like, are they going to be starters?
3: Yeah. Right. Well, like, like I said, this this year, I'm more concerned with the
7: defense right. than I am and, the uh, offense.
3: And I'm, I'm with you guys too. I just don't want to see
2: Mac and the offense make some strides and wow, like has you know really show some strides, got getting better. But the defense can't stop anybody and are giving up like oh you know like it's maddening. That right. that's my nightmare for this season. Of
3: well, like Parcells said, each side of the ball gives the other side hope. You know, and when you're in that situation where your defense doesn't give you hope. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. It's tough. You know, and how much of a role can And I'm Barman not saying play? that's gonna
1: happen this year. What about yeah. when your offense doesn't give you the the thing? That's what
5: I was thinking. I'm thing. like, some games the defense was really doing their job, but the offense was literally on the field for two seconds. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, I think by that the that end of the game defense yeah. the defense is exhausted. I think said, that was a bigger part of the, the problem late last
1: year was that the defense would be put out there constantly in the first half of those games and you know the turnovers were killing them. The three and outs were killing them. I agree with Samara. But right?
3: I, and that's true last year. But I think this year the offense will be better. Yeah, yeah, I, I do too.
2: It's going to improve over last year. I think so too. How much? You know, how much is enough to offset some of the questions yeah. on defense? That's the question. But I think you're looking at roughly be the better. same
1: group. Yeah.
7: And if and if I if I had same group but like better, what I think the nucleus. Who I think the nucleus of the team is. Uh, I mean, I got to say Mac, but if I had to go a secondary person, can you? Can Ky- you say Kyle Q- Duggar is, is the only one, one that play.
1: potentially is part of your nucleus in the secondary. I mean, Jalen Mills. Terrence Mitchell, Malcolm Butler, yeah, Devin McCourty, Peppers. I was, was going to say Devin McCourty. One year contract. contract. I know, but for this year, the law, no. But, the, but I'm your the nucleus leader, is but what you're expecting to be like yeah. for five years. Okay. Like uh, we, we have these good young players that are going to develop together yeah. and be good. Yeah. Like they don't have a lot of those. Yeah. Barmore is is definitely one. Mac Jones is is one. I don't think they have a ton of them.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, Stevenson could be, but Stevenson? running backs, you don't they Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can
1: always throw Kevin Harris into that, because I think Kevin Harris is going to be okay. Okay. He's my little, uh, he's, he's my dark horse that I have a crush on, I think. You liked Ramondre last year, too, though. He could, I, I did. He could be.
11: I, I mean, did. I could, could be. There's your
1: one-two punch. Yeah. yeah.
3: All right. Thanks, Rashad. All right. We're going to take a break. Um, when we come back, more calls and emails here on Patriots Unfiltered.
11: Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot placecom The ruling on the field stands! We deliver jerseys, funny foam fingers, and everything you need for the game. But what you really get is so much more. FedEx Delivery. Game Day Spirit. What we deliver by delivering.
12: Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great. But it takes a big step to get there. In fact, it takes a leap of faith, a belief in what you're striving toward, and a willingness to make the commitment, day in and day out, to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments, a world of investing. We are patriots.
11: And our standards are a little different. We don't just carry the hopes of the city, but the hopes of an entire region. For us, no uphill battle is ever too high to climb. And our favorite ring is the next one. Our job isn't done until the final down is played. And everyone knows we gave it our all. We the fans march forward with the power to do what it takes. Just like we've done time and time again. We are the home field advantage. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the New England Patriots, and stand with them as they defy the odds. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation.
6: How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right, from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G ultra-wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Speed Speedtest Intelligence data Q2 2020.
13: In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again.
8: eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, Summer Baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students do don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu.
11: Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants including Six String Grillin' Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. The ruling on
7: the field stands.
11: We deliver jerseys, funny foam fingers, and everything you need for the game. But what you really get is so much more. FedEx Delivery. Game Day Spirit. What we deliver by delivering.
12: We are patriots.
11: And our standards are a little different. We don't just carry the hopes of a city, but the hopes of an entire region. For us, no uphill battle is ever too high to climb. And our favorite ring is the next one. Our job isn't done until the final down is played. And everyone knows we gave it our all. We, the fans, march forward with the power to do what it takes. Just like we've done time and time again. We are the home field advantage. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the New England Patriots and stand with them as they defy the odds. Copyright 2020 Bank of America Corporation.
13: In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning, and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. A.B. Michelob Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri.
8: There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. Only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And now, great moments
1: in. History. Yeah, I think he goes by D. He's DR. Was the quarterback in Houston and Miami. Yeah. Oh boy! Uh oh, Paul. See, Put down still, the cigarettes, Paul. It. Not, Excuse it's me. It's not good. It's really. I mean, Deuce, it's, it's I mean, really pretty much gone. Makes such a good point there. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I, I haven't. That's, cop- what it was, that's what it is. <laughs> when I was going yeah. on my rants on Saturday, I haven't complimenting Paul. any of his cigarettes. points. I have a compliment. It's hard to saying. argue with Anthony
3: Deuce's. We, we don't know it, but Paul goes home. He's a chain smoker. He's just like one after another. After the draft, he's Can like. Can a guy get a light?
10: <laughs> Ooh,
7: that value. <laughs> Safe home, honey. <laughs> I'd rather fight than switch.
3: That's another great moment from All right. Back here on Patriots Unfiltered, Tamara has jumped the ship. Scared scared away again. Yeah. yeah Thursday. Uh, but it's the three of us, Deuce, Paul, me. Somehow
2: the they booth. put on the 07 NFC Championship right on oh cue. Oh, my God. <laughs>
4: yeah.
3: <laughs> Did you see her yeah. second. Whoa. <laughs> like, whoa. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah, we're waiting for our Tom Coughlin shot, though, of uh, rosy cheeks and yeah. cold air.
3: Uh, let's get back to the phones. 855, Pat's 500. Uh, Mike is in Alabama. What's up, Mike?
14: Hey, guys. Uh, I'm a long-time listener, and um, I've been... Just want first time calling. I just had a couple questions. One was about the uniform, and another one about the offense. Yeah. Um, my first thing was I, was, I heard um, there's going to be an announcement about the uniforms assuming it's the red jersey's coming back. Worst case secret. But um, my suggestion was how hard would it be for them to switch to the white helmet permanently instead of going back to the still sticking with the silver? and even just going back and forth between the old logo and the new pack, the new logo, I think it would just look better with the um, current uniform that they have now, especially yeah. with the stripes going down the middle of the helmet. Yeah, yeah. I,
3: I, I kind of agree there. I'd love to see that white helmet with the new logo. That'd be cool,
14: yeah. And yep. My other question about the offense was, um, I'm actually positive about it this year. I think it's going to be, I'm pretty optimistic about it. I just, my one worry is, the offensive line, and everyone's been talking about the tackles. Um, Trent Brown and, obviously, uh, Isaiah Wynn, and they have injury history. Wynn, we're not sure if he's actually really good or not. And I was wondering if there's anybody out there in free agency that would come in that maybe they would sign to bring in to shore that up. Maybe, maybe. I mean, a few names I looked at I saw was um, old friend Nate Solder, uh, Eric Fisher, Riley Reeve, Dwayne Brown, a few names like that. They're kind of older guys, Jason Peters. Yeah. I don't know if they need to bring someone in like that to shore up the offensive line because I think that would probably be the biggest weakness on the offense right now that I can see.
2: Yeah, I don't. I think they're rolling with what they got. I mean, I think, like you said, they're all older guys. But you know, I think just is like a third-round pick. I mean, they, they've invested some some draft capital in the, in the offensive line. But I don't know. I'm not too worried about the offensive line. I just I think they'll figure it out. They'll get some guys in there to, to do enough for Macken. And, and I, I think,
3: think Max part of it. They've got to play well. I mean it's Brady can overcome an offensive line not playing well. Yeah. I'm not sure Matt can yet. We'll
2: see early. Yeah. I mean I always am a little bit wary early in the season of, of the offensive line not really being in sync yet. Um, But I think it's on all of them. I, I did. I just do they have the potential to be a dominant offensive line. I'd, I'm not sure I'd make that case. Mike, I think they could be solid.
3: it all starts up front. So I that's what I hear. That's what All I hear. Both sides of the true? line. Both sides.
1: Got to be physical up Both front. Sides. Oh, I know about you gotta, the defense. You got to run the ball, and you got to stop the run. Oh, iron sharpens iron. Correct, Fred. Correct. <laughs>
4: oh.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Appreciate the call. Um, now, I'm not overly concerned about the offensive line either. I don't think it's um, necessarily a strength, but I don't just think don't it's going don't 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 to be us. the reason why the offense unravels. I have much more questions about the receivers and the quarterback than I do the offensive line. Yeah, The running backs I feel pretty good about.
3: Uh, Mike, Dan in Virginia in Michigan writes in, you mentioned Mike Wysick he says, there's a brief video profile of him titled, The Inner Strength of Mike Wysick. <laughs> it's incredible that it exists in the first place, given that Weisick comes across as completely averse to the media. Wysick is such a curmudgeon with the f- film crew that he makes Bill Belichick look like Paris Hilton. <laughs> they asked to see his Super Bowl rings, because he wants some with the Cowboys before joining New England. And after reacting to the requests like they asked to pull out his own teeth, he (laughs) tosses the ring on the desk like he just dug out a couple of pennies (laughs) from the couch. He's the only Patriots coach that gave off a stronger don't-mess-with-me vibe than Dante Scarnecchia. To answer your question, Fred, he was let go by Mike McCarthy after the 2019 season. It doesn't seem like he's currently with another team. Hmm. Also, can someone please get... Do a lozenge or a nice cup I of know. tea i know
1: he's struggling it's
2: really. a little bit better than it was yesterday Is this all
3: allergies i think so it just settled in my throat and it's you sure you
2: don't have the COVID. yeah i tested them i don't have it but it's just annoying it's like i mean the pollen yesterday in the air was like super duper thick but uh but speaking of rings i saw paul's rings for the first time you let me you let oh. me try one on and everything Whoa. very fancy you brought very your fancy. rings
1: to work i i had them with me um for an event, just in case. Yeah. Because sometimes you never know if that's going to be something that will yeah. go over well. Right. So I had them with me one day last week and I showed them to Mike.
2: Okay. Yeah. Nice. Got to put one on. It was pretty cool. Nice.
1: I this don't want g- people to think that I generally just like, <laughs> <laughs> that's how I <laughs> you roll. You just wear them. Right.
2: Yeah, maybe someday I'll get one of those, maybe.
3: Uh, we were talking about the Celtics and uh, Tony writes in Jalen Brown was the issue in the Miami series and in many games. A turnover machine who dribbles into traffic, yeah. and if he isn't stripped, dribbles it off his knee or just loses the ball, he and he takes bad shots. So Brown thinks he's Tatum, and he's not. He's a good player, and every team needs them, but he thinks he's a great player.
2: That's exactly what my uninformed uh, impression of him was, was like, he's a superstar? It seems like he oh, tries th- to take it I don't lot. think he's considered a superstar. All right, because I didn't, I didn't see that, yeah. but I no, saw a lot he's of a what good, he's talking he's
1: about. He's a better player than that. Uh, summation just made it out to be. But uh, too many turnovers in the playoffs, mm-hmm. no, no question. That's accurate. Yeah.
4: Uh,
3: Alex writes in um, from Pawtucket. Your show yesterday about food and subs was great. <laughs> this is the stuff we live for in the offseason. I have a bone to pick with Fred. I was in shock to hear him say a that a sub. Whopper is the best fast food burger ever made. A man who eats steak medium rare to rare thinks that Burger King makes the best anything is baffling. I think there needs to be a live t- taste test of Burgers for Fred to reevaluate that declaration. For sandwich franchises, I like Jersey Mike's, but I wish they would uh, toast their bread. Mm. A sandwich on a toasted roll is just great. McDonald's is by far the superior fast food, but Wendy's has made some serious ground on them. Burger King is my version of Subway for Paul, only eating on survival. <laughs> Awful food. In terms of the Patriots, <laughs> do you believe that someone like Stevenson can leapfrog Harris as a third-down back, or is he mostly a, uh, or is he mostly a third-down back? I think he mean other than a third-down back. Is he
1: talking yeah. about strong?
3: No, Stevenson. Yeah, has to over Harris.
1: I don't I know. Can, it's a, kind of think it's one and one a. Yeah, uh.
3: I, I know I watched him come in. And move the chains on a lot of third downs, but do you believe he could do more?
2: I think that's a good question. I do, because I mean, when I talked to uh, God, I forget who it was. I went up to some Oklahoma guy at the combine and just, you know, asked him if he t- talked to Ramondre at all about the process, one of the offensive line, and and he said something like, "Oh yeah, he's a third, he's a third down back, but he does so much more." And I was like, "He's a third
1: down back." He's not a third down. back.
2: Um, so I don't know what he was talking about, but I, I do think Stevenson I, catches the ball. I think pretty he is. Well.
1: I think he's more skilled in yeah. every area than Damian Harris. Yeah, I, I think he's faster. I think he's stronger, and I think he catches the ball better.
12: Yeah, I think now that's speed, no
1: knock on Damian Harris. I think they're both good backs. Yeah, yeah. I think that. The skill set for Stevenson is better. Yeah, Just my yeah. opinion. I'm, I, I I'm Harris right. was at the Red Sox game last night. And he, uh, Does Harris ever not go to a game? He had him in the, <laughs> they had him in the
3: booth, and he so wanted for them to say, Damien, why don't you take a shot at you know calling some play-by-play? Oh, he really voice. wanted to yeah. do that. And he started doing it, and then there was an out, and they're like, okay, well, thanks for coming. <laughs> That's it. But you can tell he wants to He's get into broadcasting voice. someday. I would like to see
2: a race between Stevenson and Harris. I think that's do you, a good I mean, race. Do you think I would, I'm wrong? I might no, I think you're right on everything, but I might go Harris just in a straightaway long speed kind of thing. Okay. But I think it's close and I think Stevenson's got more mass, so it might pack a little more punch, even though we might not have the top
4: end gear. I, I think I, mean, I think yeah, Stevenson yeah. hits the whole I think he Sound hits like the Johnny whole faster. Uh,
3: you might be right in a in yeah. a forty you know Harris might beat him. I'd, but I'd, but I'd I think overall I like curious?
1: Stevenson. Yeah. I, I think I like Stevenson. A Chris by. with a T I A N. And I don't mean that as a shot at Harris. I yeah. like Harris too. Yeah, I think that's why I said I don't think they have any problems in the backfield. Yeah. I think they have good backs. Chris with a T
3: I A N writes in. I went down a YouTube rabbit hole the other day. Figured I'd look up camera grown highlights. Huh. Put the kid in Canton. <laughs> the four minute highlight reel sold me. I know. I know. Worst thing you can do. Kid looked fast though. In particular, at the 114 mark on a goal line play. Wheels! Here's hoping this translates to an NFL field this fall. By the way, love, love a summer episode dedicated to Star Wars. I'm caught up on the new releases. Looking
1: forward to it. Shut up, Paul. <laughs> I, I don't have any problem with that. You'll just Let take the day off that day. W- yeah. No, I'll be here. Okay. I just won't really contribute. I'll probably make fun of you guys. Yeah, but That's, that's good. That's a good contribution. Um, though. But who talks about more nonsense than me? <laughs> I'm the I'm the king of the yeah. non sequiturs. <laughs> Third episode of Obi Wan, excellent,
2: excellent. Yeah. Um, what was the first part of that question? Oh, uh, Cameron, Cameron McGrone. I would love to be surprised by Cameron McGrown, but if he I, right now, my expectation at best is that he is a special teams player. For the I Patriots can't be this surprised
1: year. by him. I have no idea what he is.
3: What What are the odds of me this year at some point calling him Pat McGrone? A thousand percent.
1: Yeah, I think Absolutely. he just did. Yeah, and it's also not a bet that Mike and I have any (laughs) ability to win when you can just say it. He didn't
3: say it. There's got to be a cutoff, and then he's got to forget about it.
2: Right. And then we'll remind him. Give us our
3: mind. Andre from New Jersey got a little beef with Fred and Paul and maybe Deuce. Mm. How on earth you guys have no pencil in wins this season with the Jets in the division, regardless of what they did in the draft and free agency they are still the Jets. I believe I penciled in the home game against the Jets. Uh, with the Bears and Lions in the schedule. Are you kidding me, guys? And I penciled in the Lions game. You know better. There is four wins right there. There is no way the Patriots losing to those t- uh, teams. Let's have also, some
1: fun. Let's have some fun. Who is this?
3: Uh, this is uh, Andre from New Jersey.
1: Andre. I bet you they will not go 4-0 in those those four games. Yeah. What uh, can we bet? How can we? It's how can kind we of make like it? A parlay. How can we make it fun? What can we do? Pull a little something. And, uh,
3: hmm. Andre has to buy us lunch if yeah. Paul's right, well, and we'll if Andre's right, nothing happens. <laughs> I mean, in we'll general, send him a Patriots.
1: Is there any way we could do? Well, that's probably not a good bet though for us to make because we're obviously not rooting for them to lose to the Jets. He says, also,
3: fellas, what do you think this team is going to regress from last season? Is it the loss of Josh Jr. Jackson or the unproven linebackers. I got them winning at least eleven to twelve games. Oof. Okay,
1: Th- I have another bet now. That's
2: optimistic. <laughs> I mean, that's my high end,
3: but I wouldn't feel <laughs> confident of
1: twelve yeah. wins.
3: That's to me. That's really, really optimistic. Twelve
1: wins. The rest of the conference all got hurt. It was like the Celtics playoff run. Every other
3: team got hurt. Uh, also, a uh, couple questions. Have you guys seen the new season of Stranger Things yet? Absolutely phenomenal! Best one yet. I think I have yeah. to watch
2: that. Yeah, I'm. Uh, How many
1: seasons of that is there?
3: Uh, this fourth. fourth.
2: Yeah, this yeah. is the fourth. I'm. That's a lot three. to catch up on. I think I got through the third episode last night. I think it's good. Really? I think the 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 middle two kind of felt vaguely similar to the first one. This this one feels very very different, and uh, oh, an, I, I I like that. I mean, it's just you know okay. different.
3: I haven't started yet. Similar,
2: but but different. Everybody's kind of spread out. It's uh. Will was yeah, making
1: fun of the ages at this point.
2: though. Oh yeah, you don't know who's what like like. Like Mike's sister, Nancy, she's working a job, but like she's going to go to college. I, I, it's all over the map. All over the map. Um, I don't even know what he's talking about. Andre says, uh, I'm <laughs> planning
3: on getting the NFL Red Zone or NFL Game Pass for the first time. Which one is better
1: and worth the money? Uh, uh, NFL well, do you want to watch all of yeah. one game? Those, or do you yeah, those are two, two, of two, different two very different things. I love the Red Zone. Uh, but if you're interested in watching entire games. Yeah. After the, g- the fact then the game pass is the thing. But yeah. I, I, like, uh, I like the red zone.
2: I used to sometimes on game pass, they have the full the full grid of all the games at once. That was kind of fun to, to put on sometimes. But for me personally, if I have Patriots games and red zone, I'm good.
1: I agree,
3: um, as I often do. Rozzy, uh from L.A. has a question. I'm not sure I know the answer, to be honest. He says, what are all the things Patriots uh, coordinators like McDaniels, Bill O'Brien, etc. were in charge of? I presume these included teaching and installing the offense, game planning, game tactics, play calling, getting the correct personnel on the field, et cetera. How do you think Bill will divide these duties up between himself, Patricia, and Judge? Like like we're like for example, I think at the end of McDaniel's tenure he was in charge of the offense. Yeah. I but think I think
1: it, Belichick was in charge of the game plan. Yeah. And I think that will remain the case. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean maybe Josh had some input. Oh, into absolutely. That, but Absolutely. Um, but I think Bill
2: puts together the game plan on offense and defense. I just think it boils down to who's calling the plays. Because otherwise, it's a coordinator. Like, you coordinate everybody. You bring everything in. You're the one who's making sure all the information from the position coaches is coming in. You've got the game plan. You put in. So that's just kind of organizational right. stuff. Yeah, like, and that's where the know, position like, coaches right. come
1: in. Like, remember the, the famous thing with uh, Malcolm Butler in 14, right? Was Brian Flores, yeah. Malcolm, Go? Malcolm, Malcolm, Malcolm Go? Because that's part right. of that. You know, like, this is what the defensive coaches do. Yeah. Okay. We're in this call. That means we need this personnel, and everybody's got to know that.
2: Yeah. Right. right. I, that's that's why. Like, as much as the offensive coordinator stuff is is you know definitely valid to, to discuss, I think it just comes down to who calls the place, who's in the heat of the moment, having to make those snap decisions. Of course, with Bill Belichick chiming in on you know generally what what he likes, but that, that's what matters. I don't think the day to day. You know, organizational Friday meeting, who's, you know, gathering all the information. I don't think that they'll figure that
3: stuff out. But I think the, I think the writer, I think uh, the point of the email is how much was consolidated in one person in the past and how much now has to be divvied up among more people. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. I honestly don't know the answer to that. But I mean, Josh, you know,
2: was the quarterback's coach and the offensive coordinator. So, I mean, you know, it's, uh, he was doing both. Um, yeah. I don't know. I I think they've got enough to, to figure it out. Yeah, I think it's just going
1: to boil down to what... I, I think to Fred's point, though, I don't think there's going to be just one guy doing what Josh did now. Like, I think sure. on, on paper it looks like that will be Joe Judge. He's going to be working with quarterbacks and, and was definitely involved with Mac Jones and the OTAs. But I think part of that will be on Patricia, and part of that will be on Nick Cayley, and I think part of that will be on Bill. I think there'll be more you know, of your word, collaborative, Mm -hmm. than than was the case with with McDaniels. But Bill, I think, will be heavily involved, as he always has been, with game plans. And other guys will be there to weigh in. Mm -hmm. Uh, Neil in New Brunswick,
3: picking up on the Hightower conversation from yesterday, I'd be neutral on signing or not signing him, but I do selfishly hope he doesn't play for another team. In his prime, he was an amazing player, never flashy, but just consistent. He plays in Super Bowl forty-nine, stopping Lynch at the goal line and the strip sack of Matt Ryan at Super Bowl fifty-one. Both were huge plays that were a big help to bringing two rings to the Patriots. I'm curious where you think he ranks in Patriots history, for example, compared to this year's Patriots Hall of Fame nominees. I don't think he takes a backseat to any of those guys.
2: Hightower, huh? I mean, I, I, I think of him similar to Edelman in that there wasn't a lot of production, and a lot of the biggest production came in the playoffs, so you certainly have to consider it. But... Okay, Vrabel
3: versus Hightower. Vrabel. Who gets Vrabel. into the Hall of Fame? Vrabel. Vrabel. I me. agree. I don't Vrabel. really
1: think it's all that close. No.
3: Now, Vrabel... I mean, Hightower versus Wilfork. Uh, uh,
1: Wilfork. Yeah. Okay. Like, I think Hightower was a really good player who wasn't always available, and as Mike said... He was great in big spots, which is huge. But I don't think that as a, on a game-to-game basis he was at the level of those other guys. Yeah, and like when you said Vrabel, I think about Vrabel in 05, like
2: switching positions and filling holes. And, you know, you saw in 2015 when they didn't have Dante Hightower. I mean, the team did fall off a cliff. But, you know, I think availability, the length of your career, th- those are things to consider when you're stacking them up to those guys. Like, Will
3: Hightower get into the Patriots yeah. Hall of Fame? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. For sure, yeah,
1: yeah. He I, does. He belongs in the team Hall of Fame. Again, I'm not going to start rattling off names of guys that are already in. I know, but who do you who do you Matt take Light. from the from the Kevin second Falk.
2: the second three, the site like you know Hightower, Edelman, oh Edelman before Welker. Hightower. No, not in order. Well, he's more first. I, yeah. Well, he's kind of in, the, in in the, middle, in the but middle. I don't know who else from from the second three Super Bowls. I mean, Gilmore Gronk, Maybe. Gronk for sure. I mean, Edelman, Gronk, Hightower. Brady, of course. After that, though, I think McCourty? it starts to get a little...
3: Yeah. He's
1: going to go yeah. in. This is the problem. Yeah. Right. right. This is the problem. Yeah. It's, We've set he's the got bar. It.
3: He's got it. Not that he wasn't like... And, and people say, oh, you don't like
1: I mean, McCourty? No, he was
3: a great patriot.
1: And now, I put Hightower before McCourty. Yeah. I Would, would you? Too. Yes. I would, too. Yes. I would, too.
2: But, it's, I mean, it's an interesting comparison because I feel like McCourty... Consistent, lo- longevity over the course of regular season games, rock, solid. rock solid. But when you look at high towers
1: peaks, they're a little bit more memorable. Slater, and he's going in. <laughs> He's definitely going and in. I can <laughs> guarantee it. It's inarguable. He's going in. There's no sense <laughs> of even talking about right. it. Right. It's like, it's 2045, and who's <laughs> Brandon King?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: and Brandon <But> King <laughs> waves to the fans at the plaza. I think all
1: of those guys are no doubt <laughs> Hall of Famers. McCourty, Hightower, yeah. Welker, Edelman, Slater. Where you're going to start to get conversations is, you know, when you go to the next tier down a little bit. Yeah. You know, like a Patrick Chung or – uh, Dietrich Wise. <laughs> <laughs> uh you know, guys like that. Yeah. Like this there's, there's more of a conversation to be had there. James White. That's a good one. Yeah,
2: that's, you a know? Good, that's a
1: good one.
3: That's Talk about a good one. big plays and big games.
1: Right. right. But you yeah. know, I would make an argument that James White was probably better than Kevin Falk. But I don't know like I don't know that Kevin Falk should be in there. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Uh um, tough. Yeah. We don't have an easy job, Mike. I don't know if you can – We have a a responsibility you couldn't possibly fathom.
4: (laughs) So here's –
3: but, you know, here's another way to look at it, and it's tough, but take away playoffs Mm. and just look at their regular season careers. Nobody. Yeah, would Kevin (laughs) Falk be in? Would any of these guys, a lot of them,
1: were so, you know – Well, I think Kevin Falk would have a stronger case as just regular season than some of the other guys, but – like Julian Edelman had like re- some really good seasons yeah. in the regular season. Yeah. Now he's bolstered greatly by the volume of catches in the postseason. Right. But I mean, Edelman was good.
2: But
3: team, team Hall of Fame.
1: He's team in. Hall of Fame is not even a question. I mean, yeah. Yeah. what do what, what we, what do we do? What, are, we what are, are my apps?
3: <laughs> uh, Brian in New Hampshire. I know it's OTAs, but an off-season question here. We talk a lot about the best Super Bowl teams, but I'd be curious to hear you all rank the best. Patriots team that made the Super Bowl and lost. I'm sure 07 is number one, but what about the others? I was not around or old enough to see the 85 or 96 teams firsthand, so I'm curious about those two in particular.
1: I would put 96 uh, up there behind 07. Yeah. Maybe you could say the the what's the, the year that they lost to the Eagles, 17? 17. I think 17, 96, Really, really good teams that didn't win.
2: I, I mean, I'd go 96, probably over 17. Me too, um, them, but I'm biased. You don't like 11. 11 was <laughs> 11 terrible. Was,
1: 11 was bad. 11 was yeah. terrible. Was I bad. don't
2: think 17 was, was much better. Probably offensively they were better, but defensively they were both just dreadful seasons defensively. Um, how do you stack up
1: 85? <laughs> um, 85 would be <laughs> the worst out of yeah. all of them.
2: Yeah, I mean, they did, uh, they did get rolled. It was, a
1: ma- it was a magical playoff run, but they just didn't have the same ability that the other teams yeah. did. And yeah. I mean... I'm by no means am I an expert. I just feel like the best players in the '85 team were sort of past their prime. You know the Hannes, the Nelsons, the Stanley Morgans, yeah. the Grogans. Yeah, like what about they? A- they, were, they, were, they were kind of. You know what I mean? That they just came together. Well, your together starting quarterback and, was Tony East, right? It <laughs> <you know? laughs>
2: came over. Yeah. What about um, Patriots teams that lost in the AFC Championship? So, Oof. like the ranking those teams like 06. 6 was a good team. They you know '13, '15. O-
1: the what the one that lost to uh was it 12 they lost to baltimore, baltimore. right they got smoked yeah yeah i didn't think the two teams that lost in denver were all that good i think 15
2: was better than 13 13 was decimated 15 was, decimated def- 15 on was definitely better than 13 um, the
1: 13 game wasn't really competitive yeah in denver
2: they 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 had nothing there by the end of the season um the, the 06 team i mean that's they kind of squeezed everything they could out of that team. I the, think if they had won that game, they would have won yeah. the Super Bowl. The yeah.
1: thirteen uh, game in Denver was one of those Patriot games where they got absolutely manhandled for sixty minutes, but still somehow because we're they're in the it. Patriots, yeah. they only lost by ten. Yeah, yep. yeah. But it was never like you never really thought they had a chance to yeah. to win that game. But the Patriots just don't get blown out. I, that's, I used to say that when I writing on the blog. I'm like, even when they get absolutely dominated, they don't get blown out. Yeah, and they and I think that was largely true for a long time. Until now. <laughs> That's what my next point was going to be.
3: <laughs> uh, Anthony, Connecticut, first of all, I am not here for all this subway slander. <laughs> uh, I I'm think the only you, one giving it slander. I think you guys are wrong. It may not be the best sandwich out there, but it gets the job done. It gets the job done. Uh, as for the Patriots, hmm. how realistic is it that James White will be an actual contributor to this season? Love the player and what he did, but can't ignore the current situation. Plenty of younger depth on the team, and he's coming off an injury. Is there a chance he
1: calls it a career this summer?
3: Lastly, There has, is a chance I of that, so. but I
1: just would fight back just slightly on what is the younger talent that we know of? Like, are we just saying that this is what Pierre Strong is? Like, sight unseen? Like, he's younger talent on the roster? Right. Yeah. Like, don't these guys have to do something before, you know, they establish themselves as I, – I think that there's a larger point. I don't want to get bogged down in semantics like I can do sometimes. James White, I think, is a candidate to say – you know what? I'm not bouncing back the way I thought. Right. Um, it's this, not. It's not working. I, yeah. I think there's a. I don't know what percentage you want to put on that. 50-50? Yeah.
8: Yeah.
2: Maybe. Maybe pup. Any they ease him back in, and then mid-season he kind of comes back and maybe gives him a boost. But that, I do
1: wonder if he my feels up like with ne- him. I feel like if he needs if he needs that time, Mike. I wonder if he just says, you know what? It's just not Forget worth it. It.
2: it. Forget about it. Yeah, I mean, um, but I'm in, like, not willing no to sit
1: here and say, you know, with all the talent Ty Montgomery and no, you still you don't, know, know, don't Peter have strong. Like I don't think they have anybody anywhere near the caliber of James White if he's right. Yeah. Now, I think the email has got it. I think there's a chance in the summer we might be hearing from James White.
2: Yeah, I agree, but I also I think too some of Mac's best passes last year were to James White. Now the two in particular, remember. Early, you know, yeah. up the sidelines, nice, yep. nice touch. They and had stuff, some. So they, had, they started to have some going. He yeah. would have helped a little bit yep. down the stretch. So we'll see. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not cementing him into anything just yet.
3: Uh, lastly, has there been any talk about getting some PU apparel or coffee mugs?
1: That's easy. Coffee mugs. Yeah, we should, we we should, should get guess. coffee mugs so we can have them in front of us. I could drink my Diet Pepsi. Maybe
2: we can know. get Doc McLeod to do a little. Uh, illustration that we could put
3: on a t-shirt. Yeah, something. we should get some t-shirts done, huh? P.U. Uh, Jack says, what about the tight ends, he says? Isn't it time for Devin Asiasi to be a regular contributor?
2: It's a good question. I mean, he's – they took him for a reason. Better I don't know. chance. At this point, it seems like they just took him because they needed a tight end. and, and Better chance. Mm-hmm.
1: He's a regular contributor or not on the roster? Not on the roster. Fred? What's that? Better chance for this season – Devon Asiasi, a regular contributor on offense, or not on the roster.
3: Not on the roster.
1: Yeah, I agree. I with mean, you. I, I think I agree
2: with you both. Third tight end, third tight end, and it's hard to yeah. see him. I mean, I remember last spring he had.
1: I thought had a couple. Catches. I thought there he was some signs that he improved. Athletic. Yes. Last last summer, remember he got off to the slow start because he was COVID at the start of training camp. Remember he missed mm-hmm. the first like week or so, but then once he started practicing, I was like he was showing up a little bit. Yeah. He made he, he he was looking. I thought he looked quicker, um, and then all of a sudden, regular season yeah. started, and he was never really to be heard from. He's going to
2: need a Hunter Henry or John o. Smith injury, I think, to yeah get a shot. Yeah. Even. and I Otherwise, think that's what it, think that's what it would take buried. for him
1: to be a contributor. Yeah.
3: Uh, let's see, Jordan in Appalachian, New York. Uh, thanks for uh, picking my question to read, Fred. A while back, you were all discussing the popularity of lacrosse in Upper State New York. And the real answer is why it's so popular is because the Iroquois invented the sport and obviously played it in up, upstate New York. I'm not sure as to why it has remained popular. <laughs> well, it's Canada, really. But yeah, yeah. No, people loved yeah. it. They loved it back in the yeah. you know,
2: 1700s when they started playing Upper the Upper state New York it's, it's close to Canada. Right. so it makes stuck, sense? It's just stuck
3: around. Um, then why not Maine? <laughs> anyway, uh, I've got two questions. Uh, if I was to make a day trip to Foxborough for training camp, with a pregnant wife Oops. and a four-year-old, would it be fun for them? <laughs> no, and it wouldn't be fun for you either. Uh, does your pregnant <laughs> wife love the Patriots? Yeah. I, I don't have a lot of experience being pregnant, but like sitting out in the sun, you know. I mean, I think kinda... your
2: four-year-old, if they're into it, would have a great time. And yeah. I would encourage anybody generally to go to training I camp. I think that's it's too young. Outstanding. Four might be a little bit too young. I had kids, uh, you know, brought them a little bit older than that. They had great time. They've got all Kinds of activities, yeah, that, got that part, run, of it. throw pass yep.
1: stuff. Kids don't generally want to sit for two hours and watch, yeah, football practice, right? It's an unbelievable take. Is you know, you would make fun of me for being jaded all the time, Fred. You've never heard me make fun of that. Like, yeah. you are literally feet away yep. from the best players in the, in the world, and you get a chance to watch it for free. Like, it's a great. That's- summertime take it yep. is
3: it is but like paul said four years old four years old is, is you, young he'll
1: he'll be all excited about the stuff you did before practice <laughs> yeah. but then right. once you get to practice but you get like an like, yeah. eight-year-old and then you can oh, get yeah. up by the ropes and maybe get some autographs oh. afterwards and some some interaction that you know generally the players congregate you know they gravitate toward the kids yeah that's where i think you're talking like priceless kind of yeah experience yeah pregnant wife though pregnant wife Walking four-year-old yeah. I don't think that's where you want to be. Maybe
3: a few months pregnant, but like if you're getting later on, eh, oh. <laughs> Imagine trying to drag my pregnant wife there. She would not be
1: happy. I any remember of that. I got tickets to game 1 of the 2004 World Series, you know, at against the Cardinals when when uh the Red Sox finally won and I and I got a bunch of tickets. I got I ended up getting 5 tickets and uh the idea was for my wife to come and she was pregnant at the time. And she's like no chance. Yeah. Am I going into that crowd right and she wasn't you know it wasn't imminent it was october yeah she was like probably five months pregnant five and a half months pregnant maybe at the time she's like no chance yeah am i doing that and she didn't
3: yeah uh second question is if the patriots had three surprise transactions during training camp what would they be as far as one who would be the surprise signing Surprise signing.
2: I don't know if that's a surprise, yeah, but, I don't, but I don't have a somebody like that. Signing. Well, we know.
1: talked about line. I'll give you Isaiah Win, yeah. Damian Harris. Yeah, is there another surprise? Well, then the surprise trade. As those, those two guys, guys that I think would be surprise guys entering trade the Candidate. last year. And who their would be deal.
3: Th- we always say this: who would be the surprise cut?
1: Yeah, I would say the same. All those like I. I don't
3: But are they surprised if you already know about
1: them?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I know that's the problem.
1: Right. Well that's why like I, you know, it's easy to say Nikhil Harry or Trey Flowers. I don't really think that anything would be surprising yeah. with those guys. There's not a lot 'cause
2: there's not a lot of guys embedded. Like I was gonna say Malcolm Butler, you know, tried to come back, maybe just doesn't have it good, anymore. That's a
1: good one, dude. Somebody who that's you know, a good Oh, one. we're
2: just gonna pencil him back in and yeah, he just did he didn't have it anymore. Like somebody like that.
1: Yeah. I'll put Ty Montgomery on the surprise yeah, cut. That's list. a good one, too.
4: Mac Jones.
1: <laughs> I, I'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I Wouldn't mean, that you? would, that I, would take would me be, aback. Yeah, I would be surprised. That would take me aback.
3: Eldred's in North Carolina. What's up, Eldred? Oh, oh.
7: oh. oh. There it
0: is. Hey, oh. fellas. How y'all doing? Good. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, I've been listening. I just uh, got a couple questions. Uh, I'm concerned on both sides of the ball. Me, too. On both sides, you know. But my question is to Fred. Yes, and Paul, because I hear y'all the most. Nice, you're not worried about the offense, and I, I'm like, I didn't say I wasn't okay. worried about
1: the offense. I said I'm not worried about the offensive you, line.
0: You not worried about the offense? What the sir? Give me it again.
1: I'm not overly worried with the offensive line. I think right, they okay. have. I think they have questions at receiver and quarterback.
3: I'm less mm-hmm. worried about the offense. I mean, there's still. I don't know how Matt Jones is going to be this yeah. year. You know, and that's okay, that's the that's the linchpin. But I'm less worried about the offense than I am the defense. Yeah, me too. I think you can make that argument. Okay, I think but it's
0: I'm more worried about the offense. At least on the defense, you got some coordinators. Offense, <laughs> you, think you do got do you Good and you got Patricia. <laughs> Who's and, the defensive know, coordinator on this team?
1: I don't. I don't know if you have so that that answer on Steve defense Mayer. either.
0: Well, it's not. Well, at least they've been working lonely with that side. You know, you know. Yep, they have a little towards, bit more experience. That's true. Yep. You, yeah, you. That's can't true. That's true. What's competition? That's what. That's what I'm worrying. And especially with Matt and and who gonna uh, you know have the receivers come out or the or the backs or you know if you get into the bind, who, who know what play to call or what do you know? That's what's worrying me. <laughs> That's what's
1: worrying me. Yeah, I worry about both, but I think you could make an argument for Fred and Mike that I'm a little, little, little less worried about the offense than the defense. I think this is a great
2: year to show what Gerard Mayo and Steve Belichick really have. I mean, these are... You know, new players. These aren't the carryover guys that but they've. Well, you know? Yeah, I, think, well, I think, guess the credit, and I think they're so short you know. on talent. I, I, <laughs> right, you know, right. Well, I mean, there's only so much you can do. I mean, and I connected into you know the drafts the last couple of years too. Can they develop these young players? Can they bring in? I mean, yeah. th- th- they've looked pretty good early in the season when you had Hightower and Van Noy and Collins and the guys who have been here, you know, for a long time. But can you even get back to that level with some of these new faces? Guys like Raquan McMillan, guys who are you know coming into this Patriot system and all they know is Steve Belichick to Rob Mayo. Like, you know, so I I do think, I mean, how are you going to know? The proof will be in the pudding if these guys are able to come in and, wow, Josh Uche is really blossoming. I get it with Ronnie Perkins. Those things happen. Then credit to those mm-hmm. guys. But
1: but that's what's got to happen.
3: Yeah. All right. Thanks, Eldred. Appreciate the call.
1: So sticking with the softball game, Fred, boss okay. move just now. Like they had former Texas All-American pitcher. She was a, um, one of the legends, uh, Cat Osterman. You remember that name, Fred? No. You watch some of this softball stuff. I yeah. know, I don't remember. So, Kat Osterman was like a. I know April stu- Finch. She probably <laughs> Jenny. Uh, she <laughs> probably still plays on the national teams. Kat yeah. Osterman, but she's you know a huge Texas uh, pitcher, um, one of the greatest ever. So she's there. And they just did a, you know, ESPN just did an interview with her. And as she's doing the interview, she's signing autographs. <laughs> little girls coming up. That's a boss move. Yeah. Right like I'm just. Don't gonna, even need to. I, I, I got, I got you, Holly. But uh, <laughs> uh, oh, here. here
4: yeah.
3: yeah. Um, John in Boston says uh, the new season of The Boys premieres oh, tomorrow. I will watch that. Uh, are we going to get a recap of that show as well as Obi Wan? Yeah, I'll watch that. I watched The, the Boys. First go- oh, um, The Boys is yeah. the best.
2: Amazon, it's a good show.
1: What is it? Superheroes. Oh. It's, Never but mind. Yeah.
3: no, but it's dark. They're,
1: at,
2: they're That's a, cat. Ostrich.
3: They're superheroes that are jerks. Yeah. OK, I guess that's a good way to put it. You Maddie, would like you. It, you were like it, you. I love
12: the boys.
2: Yeah. You got me into it. I watched the two seasons. I mean, Homelander, that guy's a psycho. <laughs> it's good. Superheroes
11: yeah, it's owned by a company and everything's just fake. All their actual heroing is, you know, TV produ- yeah, production.
2: It's, it's good. It's good. Good drama little nice twists and turns and stuff I, yeah. I'm, I'm invested
3: i in just it. think the writing is good yeah. it's clever yeah what's yeah. that on it's fresh what platform amazon, amazon amazon prime yeah yeah it's worth it i Do have a couple that. seasons yeah. you'll i'm like
1: it. you Fred. i have it all <laughs> you'll need
3: it this year i added courts
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah i i'm gonna be curious to see um if i watch any of the games on amazon which speaking of which mm. Where's the game that we play on the Thursday night? That'll be in Amazon because not the Thanksgiving, not the Thanksgiving one. The next week, next week, is that in Buffalo Uh, or here? uh, I think it's here. It's here. Yeah, it is because yeah, it's here. So no issue there. I was wondering how do how how do we get that here in the in the the studio? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. If that's a road game, how we're gonna have to make arrangements to get that streamed gathered around the phone. No, but I thought that. it has local to be on
3: broadcast TV on the, in the local market. Just really? Like, yeah, I think so. I think so. Okay. Yeah, just like on ESPN, it's on Channel Five here. Right. When it's
1: on, but that's a little different. It might be because you're not. Pa- they're not yeah. paying exclusive rights I just know. to be on cable. Well, I was, know. You Amazon's paying exclusive you, rights you just be right. to be streaming. Uh, you well, you might be right.
2: Bruins games this year weren't. Right. Weren't on.
3: Yeah. You, you might be right, Paul. If if <laughs> even if you're in New England, you might be out of luck if you don't have Amazon Prime. We didn't see it. We can't really talk about it. That would, that'll be interesting, if that's the case. Um, let's see. Anthony writes in. Um, he says, Paul is right. The only time Subway can feasibly be consumed is if you were forced to go to an event with the promise of food being offered, and the only food Ooh. offered is Subway. Ooh. In no other circumstance should that slop be consumed. Hope you aren't in the Eat Fresh studio. Ah. This coming from a person who ate a two-cheeseburger meal from McDonald's for lunch. (laughs) Tamara was correct that Firehouse is the best hot sub chain. Is Tamara from the Midwest? Uh, Well, she She, did work at Notre Dame. She's been around. Yeah. Technically from Virginia. (laughs) Uh, I have only seen Blimpy in Michigan, and she's right there as well. Very solid cold subs. Uh, Quick game. You have to make the decision today on these promising youngsters. Cut one, trade one, extend one. Oh, I like it. So cut one, trade one, extend one. Stevenson Mac and Barmore. Uh cut one, cuts, trade
1: one, cut one, trade one? one, extend one. Cut Stevenson. That's, that stinks. Cut Stevenson. I know, that's why it's hard. Yeah, but that's like
3: I would extend Mac. I would trade Barmore because I think I could get a lot for him. Yeah, I would. And I'd have to cut Stevenson. You know,
1: if if I have to do it that way, I would extend Barmore and trade Mac. I, I and think cut I, Stevenson. What you
3: think? You get more from Mac than Barmore?
1: Yeah. No, I think Barmore is a better player. I want to keep the better player.
3: Oh, I don't know. Yeah,
1: I man. Simp- I'm just going by. Simple. I don't know. Quarterbacks yeah. are tougher to get, though. It is Not, hard to get a great. Qu- I agree with you. A great quarterback is tougher to get. I think, I think the struggle with it is that... I think you easily could get another quarterback. Can you get a great one? Mm, that's different. Is he great? No. Not in my opinion.
3: Um, Mike writes in. He says, a video was released today. It's actually, he wrote this in yesterday. So, no. a video was released yesterday showing the QB guru Tom House working with Mac. From the small clip, you can already tell the impact he made to Mac what advantages do young quarterbacks get from working with the likes of Tom House?
1: What could you tell? That, I, that I did watch that. I yeah, and what could you tell that he got from it? Did, what could I tell? No, the email. Oh, no. I, he just I, said from the quick, the quick snippet, you could already tell the improvement. Like, well, what?
3: Well, it's just what Mac said. Yeah. Did you watch it? No. Uh, so I watched it, and you know, it was more where the shoulders are lined up, and so he had Mac throw a few balls, and then he said, "Okay, try this," and he had him just. Think about, you know, the the alignment of his shoulders and, you know, yeah. where cool. the direction of his whole body was going. He goes, so that feels better, right?
1: And yeah. Mac goes, yeah. And he goes, no, <laughs> you know. Well, maybe he needs to get his shoulders aligned at, yeah. on OTAs.
2: I know. Well, that's the thing. Like, I did the, the profile of Mac last year. Like, he's been working with a QB coach since he was in high school. So, you know, no disrespect to Tom House. But now it's all little tweaks here and there. But is anybody going to, like, be that guru that transforms you? And, I mean, it's just – it's all little yeah, pieces. Mac pieces doesn't need a transformation.
3: No. He just needs He just needs some little more velocity. Yeah, a little bit more velocity. You know, like little things like yeah. that and just to make him a little bit better. Yeah. And um, I yeah.
2: and I think too with Mac, like, you know, I, I talk a lot about I think people really discount players improving. Like I think generally people are like, That's what you were, that's what you're gonna be. I think for a player like Mac, experience seeing it, so much of it is mental for the quarterback position. But I think Mac especially The more experience he got last year and and this offseason and and all those things with just seeing different looks, all that, just the experience, I think, is is really what's going
3: to help him the most. All right. We're going to wrap up a little early today. Um, Yeah, let let everyone uh, go early. Um, So I want to thank everyone for listening. I want to remind everybody, next week we're live Tuesday for Mandatory Minicamp. Uh, We'll get the times out to you, you know, via Twitter and patrons.com as soon as we know them. But uh, live Tuesday and Thursday from camp. So big week next week. We'll see you then.
12: Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen.